0: Oh, this a real Hotep brother. Hotep Jesus, Hotep Jesus, Hotep 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 Jesus, Hotep Jesus. Oh, this a real Hotep brother. Hotep Jesus. Oh, this a real Hotep brother.
1: Hotep, you're a genius. HotepJesus.com.
2: What's today? Wednesday. Happy Hump Day and all of that. The day after the day after the 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 white man's great holiday, July Fourth. It was messy on the timeline yesterday. It was messy. It was nasty out there. It was nasty out there. I saw. Oh my God. The grifting has consumed the souls. And the souls were arguing over indigenous people and th- whose land is this? Ben and Jerry's got all in in the mix. We got a lot to talk about today. Uh Karine Jean-Pierre is listed in a in a in a in a case. Um Sort of like a gag order on the United States federal government. Insane what's happening in our country today. But it's the day after. It's the aftermath. But we have a very special guest. We got Rebecca in the house. Rebecca, what's up, man? Welcome to the program.
3: Hey, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me.
2: Absolutely. You are a a, a very important person. I was very excited to hear from you and have this conversation with you today. Uh, Based upon your own expertise, your expertise is something that people say is my expertise and that's teaching. And, you know, I've had great teachers. I've had bad teachers. Um, My producer tells me that you have 30 plus years of of teaching experience. I would love to know two things before we even get started. I'd love to know, you know, in what faculty did you um, serve in teaching? Was it science, math, whatever, whatever is your expertise? And then tell us about um, the work environment, co-workers, and, and and if there's any of this very beginning gatekeeping and holding hostage of people and opinions in just the teaching, in just your years of teaching.
3: Well, sure. So I taught elementary school. So I taught all the subjects. Kindergarten, first, second, third, and fourth, I loved them all. I would still be in the classroom if things weren't so corrupt. Just adored that profession and the little kids. I um, started teaching, I'm going to age myself now, but I started teaching in 1988 and um, just loved it. My husband was a music professor. He taught 42 years. So we both have a long history of um, trying to educate children in a very corrupt system. Who corrupted it? Well, it's the so-called teachers' unions and their allies. I call them so-called because they don't really represent teachers. They infiltrated us and captured us and bullied us. And so... Um, the, the problems really started around the turn of the century, early 1900s. The teachers unions were, which is now called the NEA, they were started in 1857 and it was their stated goal that you know they wanted to get in and change our schools to more of a, um, of a Prussian model, which is more of a top-down model where you teach kids what to think, not how to think. You don't teach them how to learn, how to read well and all that so they can go out and be brilliant people and, and become the best they can possibly be. No, you teach them to get in line and to, you know, listen to your bells and, you know, this whole Talk program where, um, Talk where, where, where kids don't thrive and where a country doesn't thrive. So where we started really feeling that in the public schools was in the 1960s. That's when the unions got their stronghold. So by the time I got into the system in 1988, the stronghold was already there. But I can tell you my first few years of teaching were pretty nice. I loved it. And I didn't feel as um, controlled or held back, but I saw a lot of changes throughout my years as an educator. The biggest change I saw was when Common Core was brought in, and we can talk about those things if you want, but that's basically uh, the highlights.
2: All right. What did you see? You said uh, they took over around the 60s, but what did you see in, you know, because you said it was nice the first few years you were working there, right? So what did you start to see exactly happening?
3: Well, basically, the best thing I can call it is chaos. It's like you. So, when I first came into my school district, unfortunately, they did not have a phonics program. Um, phonics is the best way to teach an alphabetic language like, like English, and yeah. we have thirty-five. We have thirty-five hundred years of history to prove that that alphabetic languages you use phonics. But the teachers, so-called teachers unions, thinking they knew better, along with some other special interest groups, decided to remove phonics from our schools when I was a little kid. So that impacted my learning uh, as a child. But when I got into the system, I was blessed to have a a professor that taught me phonics and taught me how to teach children how to learn to read. So I get into the system and I'm in my, my district and we don't have phonics. Well, I was allowed to bring in my own phonics, and what was great was I had a, st- uh, a school board member's son in my class, and she came to see me on the first parent conference, she's bawling in tears. She goes, I wanna know what you're doing. I was teaching first grade. What are you doing? My son's already a great reader. My older son in sixth grade still can't read well. He's a mess, what are you doing different? And I said, I'm teaching phonics. And she went to a school board meeting, being a school board member, and we brought phonics into our district like that. It was easy, brought it in, all the kids got a better program. That was early in my career. After that, I watched things crumble. Every couple of years, they were bringing in a new way to teach, the new and improved. The experts said this. It was always a mess. It was always... Never proven, you know, programs that we've used for years or systems we've used for years that good teachers know work. It was always this bunch of mess that didn't work. So that's what I watched happen was they kept saddling teachers. We had to teach this and this and teach to this test and this and that. And then the kids weren't learning as well. And we were all stressed out. That was the first thing I saw. Then I saw the politics come in. So when I was early as a teacher, you would never ever mention your politics to a student. There were lots of people in office I didn't like. My students didn't know that. They learned to respect people who were, had authority. They learned to love their country and be patriotic. And you know, all of a sudden, I'd say, I don't know, about halfway into my career, all of a sudden there's all this politics going on and and it was all one-sided you, you know everybody if you didn't agree with the union's politics there was something wrong with you and so that's when I really saw things start to to head south and now I mean it's just obvious what's going on now right everybody can see it go to a school board meeting ask your kid what they learned at school today uh, and it's just a nightmare what's going on with the whole sexualized curricula and all that but all of that was brought in very slowly by the so-called teacher unions and their allies, Planned Parenthood, ACLU, and others who've worked together to really undermine uh, the great schools that America, we were the, you know, we had the greatest schools in the world. And we were turning out people, even our farmers were writing beautiful sonnets and, you know, we were entrepreneurial. And, uh, you know, cause our founders told us the only way you keep a free republic is with a well-educated citizenry that's moral and can self-govern. So these people came in, undermined the education, undermined the morals, broke up the family, and look at the mess we have now. So I watched that all happen before my eyes, and it was the so-called teachers' unions that did it. So it's my mission in life to, to warn teachers, don't pay them anymore. We, we sued them. We eventually won. You don't have to pay them anymore. Uh, and that's my mission is to let them know and well, to let other people's know. Grab teachers and tell them they don't have to pay them anymore.
2: Wait, wait, wait. Hold on real quick. We got to do some backing up really fast. You mentioned <laughs> communism before. You know, we, it was just us. You know, we were talking in code and private. You mentioned communism. Why did you bring up communism?
3: Bring up communism because these so-called unions are not who they claim to be. They're not really a union that's come in to help people to get... Uh, you know, a break or a better paycheck or whatever, they've actually come in and captured government employees, not just teachers, but lots of government employees. you got the CDC unionized, the FBI, the DOJ, the DMV. You name the three-letter organization, it's likely unionized by a government union, not a private union, not your average, you know, construction workers union or something like that, but a government union. Wait, what what? are these people really?
2: There's two different types of unions. You got government unions and you got private unions?
3: You got that right. So private unions are very different. If you have a company, and now the company might not want to be unionized, but the employees decide they want to be unionized, you still have to a, you know, create a product. The company has to make money or the company's going to go out of business. Right. So the unions have to behave, right? Mm-hmm. But in the government setting, it's the taxpayers that are funding the entire production, right? It, it, as a teacher, we weren't producing a product that we were selling. We were educating children. Our paychecks were paid by the taxpayer. And so thus, the union dues that we were forced to pay for over 40 years as a condition of employment, those dues were funded by the taxpayer. And then the unions put people in office and then the unions are bargaining across the table with people they put in the office so unions are on both sides of the table highly corrupt and there's a whole bunch of stories I could tell you about the corruption of it but um so in that such situ- in that setting and in that situation We, the people, the taxpayer, lose our voice. We have zero voice. So the special interest group, the union, is not really there to negotiate for wages and and benefits. Well, they do that too, and and those have gotten out of control in some situations. But they're there to force us to accept a communist agenda. For example, we have teachers unions out there who've gone on strike. Most teachers don't wanna go on strike. They're harassed into it. They go on strike, and what what are their demands? Well, we have to have Medicare for all. Well, we have to have open borders. Well, we have to defund the police. And when you look down their list, their agenda item list, they're communist agenda items, uh, this whole sexualization of the children. I don't know one parent, and I'm sure you don't either, Hotep, one parent out there who wants their kids sexualized, wants them groomed by some pervert. But this kind of stuff is going on in America's classrooms. Not by good teachers like me, great teachers would never do it. But what most people don't realize is, if a teacher says, I'm not teaching that, well, the union's already covered that. They wrote in the laws, the states where they've promoted these sexualized laws, that if the teacher is not qualified, in other words, won't teach it, they bring in the experts. So Planned Parenthood and others come in and sexualize the kids and the teachers get blamed for it. Well, sexualizing children, and undermining parental rights are all part of the communist agenda. So whether the unions admit it or not that they're pushing a communist agenda, they are. And all you have to do is read the communist agenda. There's 45 goals of a communist party that um, is in a one-page PDF people can read easily. I can send it to you for your listeners if you'd like. And all you have to do is read it and you go, oh my gosh, this is what the teachers unions push every day of the week.
2: What's the difference between private and government? How different are these entities and how they operate and what they create and the end result after they form? You know, you said it's private um, unions. You said it's government unions. Is it worse with the government unions than it is with the private unions or is the private unions worse or is it about the same?
3: Oh, the government unions are far worse. These are two very different things. So if you have a group of employees that wants to unionize, I don't know, Boeing or something like that, and they decide to unionize. Now, if that union pushes so many, you know, agenda items or things that are against the will of the employees or that are going to harm the company and put the company out of business, that union is going to be booted out. It's going to be voted out. Government unions impose themselves upon people. So number one, they were able to gain a lot of power, get people into uh, the Supreme Court as justices, especially in the 70s, and they've been able to manipulate laws through the legislature and through the judiciary. And so unions have all these perks that, uh, or government unions, I should say, have all these perks that a private union does not have. Perk number one, government unions have monopoly bargaining power. Nobody else, like if I said, I don't like this union, they don't represent me, I can't bring in another union. I can't, I don't have any choice. I have to keep them. Uh, Number two, these unions, until we sued them for over 40 years, everyone had to pay them as a condition of employment. If you were in a government uh, job and it was unionized, you were forced to pay them as a condition of employment. Number three, these unions are actually using the government, using their position within the government to control our government. So I would say, If you asked me, what's the root cause of every negative problem we're facing in America? You name the negative problem. You name the thing, uh, I don't know, you don't have free speech anymore. I would blame that back on the government unions because these government unions are so entrenched in every single government agency and institution, including our libraries. You wonder why we're having, you know, drag queens read to our little three-year-olds. You can thank the unions for that. So these government unions have amassed power and they've amassed billions and billions annually that they collect from taxpayers who are funding the jobs of these government employees. So a private union doesn't have all that power. A private union's not collecting billions from the taxpayer. A private union doesn't get embedded and uh, able to control government agencies, institutions like our schools. So it's a it's a totally different thing. They're 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 not even the same. Uh, you know, in the same animal, they're not on the same planet. So, uh, a private union, you can you can keep a lid on it. Um, it can actually, if they don't do what they're do- there to do, the employees can vote them out. These government unions. My entire time I was a teacher, I never once had the chance to vote whether I wanted that union or not. I was just stuck with it, and we never had a decertification or recertification vote. So it's it's night and day, private and public unions.
2: Mm, mm, Lord Jesus. Um, that's a clip right there, y'all. That's a clip right there. Uh, you mentioned the term captured employees. Is that what you said? Captured something.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, teachers and many government employees have been captured by captured. unions. And yeah, yeah. And what I mean by that is we didn't ask them. To come represent us so i have a book i wrote and in that book i share the testimonies of dozens of teachers one of them is no no longer with us uh her name was ruth finnegan and in the 60s when ruth was teaching everything was fine she loved her job and all of a sudden the unions came and said we're going to unionize all the teachers not one of the teachers wanted to be unionized not one of them but they were all so terrified slowly but surely they all said yes Ruth was the only holdout. She's like, I don't want to be a part of this union. She'd asked all her friends, why are you joining? And they said, we don't want to join, but if you don't join, they make your life miserable. They destroy you. And so, so Ruth held out. She's pretty brave. She's teaching one afternoon. Okay, this is a lady teaching elementary school. After school, what happens? Knock, knock, knock on her door. She opens her classroom door. Five men in black suits are there to harass her and tell her how she needs to join the union. Well, unbelievably, she still held out. But they came again a second time and harassed her. Ruth couldn't find anybody to stand with her and say, hey, let's not allow these brutal you know, mafia type people to come in and take us over. But everybody was so afraid that they, they use a spirit of fear to get people to fall in line and do what it is they want. And so all these teachers just unionized. And finally Ruth, even her husband was like, look, these unions, they make your life miserable. They'll come rough you up. So she finally joined. That's how they got into the schools. Roughing people up, you know, uh, making people feel terrified, and pushing their way in. Teachers never wanted them. We were doing fine without them. So that's how teachers were captured. And then some teachers today still, they think the unions are good because they've been told they're good. So they're unaware that they are actually funding the demise of their own country, the demise of their children, the demise of their profession. So that's captured. When you don't understand that you're uh, under a power that's harming you, you're captured. So that's why we, you know,
2: get out there and try to help
3: people to understand.
2: Wait, 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 wait. Wouldn't they understand that, though? They Don't today. I mean, I mean, well, okay. so in the old days, you know, you got the guys that come and they they harass you today. Maybe there is no harasser. I think the harasser is social media and, 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 and influence of media. Is that what it is now?
3: Well, about? no, the unions were harassing us long before social media was ever invented. Right. So, teachers and other government employees have been under this very heavy hand. But how is
2: it happening now? Like, what are the vibes in the hallways of the school? Is that different?
3: Oh, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. No, my whole career, those vibes were there. So, the vibes of the union, if you don't go along with their narrative, you're isolated. I'll just tell you a story, okay? Mm-hmm. Very early in my teaching year, I live in California, there was this ba- this initiative on the ballot. Parents wanted basically school choice. They wanted a, a voucher initiative. They wanted to be able to choose where their kids go to school. A lot of these kids are trapped in failing government school. Dangerous, okay? Kids are getting beat up. Uh, I experienced that. My family moved out of Los Angeles because my older sister was getting beat up in the public school because her skin was the wrong color. So, you know, parents are like, we need help. We need to protect our kids. And it's mostly poor parents that want that help. So here we were trying to uh, you know, push something for parents to have a choice. Well, the teachers' unions would come in every day, or excuse me, every week to our um, teacher. Um, we'd have staff meetings with our principal. They'd ask the principal to go out. Unions would come in and tell all of us how we had to defeat the vouchers, how we had to phone bank and tell everybody not to vote for vouchers, how we had to go marching door to door and tell everybody not to vote for vouchers. And I was like, wait a minute. So I went and I, I, I listened and I read and I went to debates. And I came out on the side of, of parents having a choice. Of course they should have a choice. Once I learned the details, so the unions were very manipulative. They were telling the teachers, if this passes, you're all going to lose your job. We're going to go back to where you have to wear skirts down to your ankles, and they're going to measure you know, the length of your skirt, all this nonsense. I'm and they terrified the teachers. And so the teachers believed. Then they said, oh, if parents have choice, there's going to be all these schools run by teachers who don't know how to teach, and the kids are going to be hurt. The teachers believe this propaganda. Well, I was a more independent minded person and I went out and researched and I discovered, no, parents should have choice. And so when I went back to the next meeting and our union rep was passing around her paper, hey, you all have to sign up to phone bank to defeat uh, School Choice, I just passed it on and I didn't sign up. But she stopped in the middle of the meeting, in front of all my colleagues, and she goes, hey, why didn't you sign that? I said, well, I've been researching. I'm for parents having a right to to choose where their children go to school. And she looked at me, Hotep, and she goes, oh, You're a radical right-winger. Oh. Yeah, she had to isolate me, right? And nobody would talk to me. The room got silent. And I thought, if it's radical right-wing for me to do what's right for little kids, then I'll be a radical right-winger every day of my life, whatever that is. So I leave the meeting, and here's what happens. And this happened the whole – my entire career, this happened. Nobody would talk to me. I'm isolated. What year was this? But I go back – Oh, this is probably 93, okay. very early in my career. Okay, So I go back to my classroom. Some minutes later, when it's safe, when the union's away, teachers come to my room where it's quiet and go in private. Hey, I, I agree with you, Rebecca. I agree with you 100%. Why didn't you speak up? Here's what they always say. They just shrug their shoulders because they're terrified. So all these teachers agreed with me, but they were too afraid to stand up in the face of these bullies who call themselves a union. That's just one example I could tell hundred stories. My book is loaded with those kind of stories of teachers being we've been spit upon. They boo us off the platform. I mean, you name it, they've done it to teachers who push back. So now most don't push back. And then the other thing is you have a lot of teachers who really don't realize the union's the bad guy. They're so manipulative. Their propaganda is so good. Teachers think the bad guy is the superintendent or the legislature. They don't realize the union put that legislature in office, put that school board in office who chose that superintendent, right? So there's just a lot of deception going on. Teachers are very captured, very um, confused, and there's mm. a lot of chaos in.
2: Has it changed much?
3: Oh, it's just getting worse every day, every day. (laughs) I mean, the teachers I talk to now, look, I I just met with a teacher the other day. Mm -hmm. She's leaving the profession. I'm devastated. She's one of the best teachers I know, comes out of of the private sector. She's excellent. She's a scientist. She gets in there. She's teaching science to these kids. They love her. She's the type of teacher who would get teacher of the year. You know, just kids love her. What happens? They bring the sex ed into her and tell her she has to teach it. She looks at it, it's pornography, it's against the parents, she knows it's wrong. It's bringing down the kids' boundaries, uh, you know, healthy boundaries that would protect them from, from groomers, and she goes, I can't teach this. They made her leave her classroom for an entire week while they brought Planned Parenthood in to harm and sexualize her students. She couldn't take that anymore. She says, I can't work like this anymore. So she starts pushing back. What do they do? They lay her off. She's gone through this over and over again. She's totally discouraged. So we have these great teachers out there nowadays who literally are suffering with PTSD because they go to work, they get beat up, they try to stand up for the kids, they get beat up for that, they get fired or they get falsely accused. I know teachers who since the, uh, the unions wrote the policies that the Obama administration pushed on everybody that's literally turned our classrooms into war zones. You can't discipline kids for all this bad stuff now. So the bad kids are in charge. Well, kids that need boundaries. I shouldn't say they're bad kids. They're kids that just need some boundaries and some love and some guidance and some discipline. Now they're being allowed to rule the roost. And I know I personally have two teachers friends. One has brain injury and can never teach again because he was beat up by a kid who never got any punishment for that. How did that happen? Teacher unions wrote policy. They put Obama in office, and Obama pushed the policy. Teachers don't know that. Parents don't know that. So um, it's just—that's just our goal—to help people to understand. This is happening on purpose. Your school is a war zone on purpose. So we need to get the unions out. If it were my—if it was my—if I was the—you know—the queen of the world, Hotep, I would make government unions illegal again. They used to be illegal. I would make them illegal. Put parents back in charge of our schools like they were before. Good teachers come alongside and support parents and things would things would be fixed overnight Mm. without those unions and their friends out.
2: Mm, mm, mm. This is this is a spicy topic. This is a very spicy topic. I need you to take me through um, your case here. Um, Talk to me about your case. California. What's the name of the case again?
3: Uh, Well, I was lead plaintiff, so I'm Rebecca Friedrichs, so the case was Friedrichs versus California Teachers Association. We were 10 teachers out of California, and we sued California Teachers Association which is the largest, most brutal union in our state, and the National Education Association, largest, most brutal union in the country, Mm -hmm. and our local unions. And we also sued our superintendents. It was nothing personal, but uh, the superintendents were allowing the collection of dues money through paycheck deductions. So we didn't think it was right that the taxpayers should pay to collect dues from any government employee, teachers included, and then hand those dues over to a private organization, a union. We thought the union should have to collect their own dues because when there's a paycheck deduction, you don't notice the money's leaving your paycheck. But if it comes out of your credit card or you have to write a check every month, now you notice, you go, hey, what's going on here? So we just thought that was a that was cor- corrupt. So we were suing against that and we were suing to stop forced unionism for every government employee in the United States of America. Our goal was to overturn a 1977 Supreme Court decision, Abood versus Detroit Board of Education. Mr. Abood was a teacher like myself, and he said, I-, I don't think I should have to pay dues to these unions. You know, they're political. They're using my money for political things. I don't think I should have to do this. Well, the Supreme Court made a decision that well, you have to pay them, Mr. Abood. Everybody, every government employee has to pay these unions, but the unions can tell us which part's political, and, and you know they can pay you back the little amount that they decide is political. Well, that's ridiculous. I mean... Uh, You know, that's like putting the fox in charge of the hen house. So the unions, everything they do is political. So now they're saying, oh, only 10 percent of what we're doing is political. Everything else, you know, everybody has to pay to, you know, for our collective bargaining and all this. Well, we saw through this. We knew that everything the unions were doing was political. We knew they were destroying our profession, harming our students, undermining parental rights, bringing in all this horrific uh, curricula that people see clearly now. They didn't see it in those days, but we did because we were on the inside. I had actually served as a union rep for three years because I was trying to change things from the inside. I, wanted, I knew my teacher friends didn't agree with me with what the unions were doing, so I thought, hey, if we can get a voice in there, maybe they'll change their ways. But what we discovered was they didn't want to change their ways. The unions had taken us over, they were using us as pawns to push their agenda. So that's why um, when we decided to sue them, we knew we knew 100% because we'd been on the inside. We knew that they were corrupt and that they were bringing harm. So it was our goal to stop forced unionism. Everyone was forced to pay these government unions as a condition of employment for over 40 years. So our goal was to stop that. It was eventually stopped in June, 2018. And now every government employee in the United States of America is freed from paying uh, forced union dues. They don't have to pay the union at all. They don't have to be a member. <laughs> and because because the unions insist on monopoly bargaining um, control, they asked for that. Um, they they got that legal right they still have to represent you so if you're in a job and you're afraid if you don't pay the unions you're going to lose your job or you're going to lose your contract you can't the unions have to uh represent you because they're there as a monopoly representative you don't have any other choice so that's our goal is to help people to understand you don't have to pay them anymore and please don't because they're just dis- they're very destructive even if you think your government union is your savior or your best friend i urge you dig into what they're funding Dig into what they're supporting. You can go on our website for dot Click on union politics. Just read the new business items of the teachers' unions, and you'll see their agenda has nothing to do with representing teachers or government employees. They're they're really here to harm what us. Do, what so, are they
2: doing? What are they What are they pushing right now? What are the unions pushing right now? Sex ed, you oh, know, all the weirdo shit. What else?
3: Hundred percent. They're behind the whole gender thing. All of it, hundred percent Democrat. So the the, the the government unions only give money to uh, uh, candidates that are extreme far left. They have to be pro-abortion to the you know to the day of birth. They have to be pro every far left agenda that, that you that you see out there. Um, they, I mean, the whole this whole radical agenda that there's not really just two genders that there's a, an unlimited number of genders and that children can change their gender every day and that little girls should have their breasts chopped off and all, the, the, the teacher unions are 100% behind that. They're pushed, they're not just behind it, They're lobbying for it, they're pushing it, they're manipulating it. So most teachers are against this stuff, but the unions come in with this manipulative language. Oh, poor little Susie, she has abusive parents and she thinks she's a boy, we have to protect her, right? And then the teachers have these empathetic hearts, so then they fall for that to protect little Susie. Pretty soon the unions are pushing all these clubs and funding clubs on campuses to get kids to become transgender. Look, all of a sudden we have all this huge number of people that are supposedly transgender. No, they're not. We've got a a rogue, nuts, you know, government union pushing this stuff. And they, why would they get behind teachers? Why? Because teachers were trusted and because they can get unfettered access to innocent little children. This is how evil these unions are. And it's time people wake up to it and help us to fight them and to defund them. So um, you name the problem, Hotep. You name the problem going on in this country. I can tell you if the unions are behind it.
2: Mm, this is this is insane. You know, Ice Cube recently was talking about gatekeepers. Uh, I told people that, you know, the reason why the world looks this way is because people were getting bullied. They got them hostage. People are being held hostage. I, I said this about, that's why I said I'm black-pilled on the black community. Because everybody's held hostage. You know, it's basically at gunpoint at some point. And, um... I feel bad for I feel bad for for people in this situation. I wish people could have bravery, but I know everybody don't got that type of bravery, you know, to to, to to push back. Um but uh what do you what do you think the future looks like as far as education? Is it is this about to be the norm or is there enough pushback that's gonna happen? What does 'cause, you know, um Hotep Nation, we're a a non profit. We support homeschooling uh, programs, right? So you know, there's going to be a lot of people pulling out of the system. I, I personally believe that the world's going to be bifurcated. Okay. You're going to have your conservatives and you're going to have the far left and the far left obviously is going to be like mainstream or fake stream. I like to call it. Right. So you have the fake stream over there and you have people you'll have to build, like, you know, you'll have to have your own little um, ecosystem of, yeah. of life and culture. And and it's going to be very minimal and um, it, it it reminds me of Demolition Man, the people that lived underground. I'm like, yo, that's that's like the metaphor for conservatives because, you know, they, they like to scream about racism, racism, racism. But if it's a, a straight black male with a conservative voice and it's like, OK, no, we have to be racist.
3: <laughs> you know, like, uh-huh. All of a sudden <laughs> you're a racist, right? Yeah. 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 You know, Hotep, I, I mean... I just so appreciate what you just said. And the first thing is, the first thing I would say to your audience, Mm. be courageous. If you feel like you you don't have the courage to step up, look, you have to because why does it take courage? Because it's scary. We're all scared. When I stepped up, I was scared. Uh, The first time I felt that I was being, you know, I felt like God was asking me to write editorials to expose the the teacher unions. Mm. And I was terrified. I was totally alone. I didn't have anybody with me. But I did it, and I was shocked. I didn't think it would get picked up. I didn't even know how to send an editorial. I knew nothing. I knew how to read them, but I didn't know. It. I sent it. It not only got picked up; it ended up getting picked up all over the country because no teacher had ever dared to say anything negative about the unions in public. And then, you know, six months later, I ended up being lead plaintiff suing these horrible people. So, I, and I Gangsta. and I can say this. Say again.
2: That was gangster.
3: for sure. (laughs) But, and I, but I wasn't expecting it. And, you know, all I can say is the first time you step out in courage, it's really hard and it's really scary. And the second time it's hard and scary, but it gets easier. It gets so much easier. I can tell you this, it's downright fun at this point. It's fun. You're just, you're out there and you're doing what's right. And you know, it's right. And the the second thing I would say is this, Mm -hmm. these people are brutally evil and they're after your kids. And if you don't have kids, they're after somebody else's kids or your grandkids. Look, my sons are both older. They're grown up, and they don't have kids yet. And I'll tell you what, I'm fighting for your kids. We have to fight. These little kids are so vulnerable. The, I mean, it's, it's just downright evil what's going on, and it's the unions that are doing it. And it's not just the teacher unions. There's other government unions involved. And, and whenever we say teacher unions, we're, we're kind of throwing – Good teachers under the bus. They're not really a teacher union. I call them the education mafia. Maybe you could help me rebrand them. The education mafia, because that's really what they are. They bully everybody into their, you know, into doing what they want. And then Hotep, you mentioned about the bullying. So many people are just bullied into silence. Look, people, we're under tyranny right now. And I agree with you, Hotep, at this point we just need a parallel society. But if we're gonna save America We have got to fight back. This is tyranny. Our choice is, you want to fall and and be like China? You want to go into communism? You want to have tyrants ruling over you and you have no freedom? They're going to take away your Bible. They're going to take away your gun. They're going to take away your right to protect your own child. Come take your child from you? That's happening here in California. That's happening. Real reality. And I didn't vote for that, and my friends didn't vote for that. Our state's been captured. They use fraud. They use all mail-in ballots, all kinds of stuff here in this state because the people running this state were put in office by the government unions. The government unions run this state. So I would just urge people, you have to fight. Please, I I know you're scared. Me too. Join us. Be scared. Get out there. Your courage will grow because I don't know about you, but... I want to save our constitutional free republic, the greatest country that's ever existed, that God blessed. And our founders gave up. My goodness, you look at the list of what our founders gave up. Some of them, their lives, their homes, their wealth. They gave up everything for you and me. So we can have freedom like no one's ever had before. We're just going to throw it in the trash because we're scared. So we just have to stand up. We have to be brave. Look, I would guess that a lot of you are people of faith have the faith trust what god says that he's going to be with you you know have i not commanded you be strong and courageous right we have to be courageous so i really well, i really think that's the only way we win we have to be courageous and then i have an action item for your audience that i think can help a ton we have a program we just call it adopt a teacher and you can learn how to do it in three minutes go to our website for kidsandcountry.org click on adopt a teacher All you're doing, some teacher you already know in your church, in your neighborhood, in your community, in your synagogue, whatever, somebody that works with you, or you know, maybe you're a teacher. So you find a teacher, you put your arm around that teacher, and you educate them on the truth about their union, and you give them the courage and the strength to stand up. They don't have to stand the union in the face. They just don't have to pay the union anymore, and we help them through all of that free of charge. Once they're ready on our website for kids and country, you click on union exit, we have a three-step program. Step number one, all these teachers have been told so many lies, so we have a toolkit that answers all the lies they've been told and comforts them with the truth. Step two, we help them opt out and stop paying the union. Step three, every teacher, every teacher stays in the union because they're too afraid to leave the union because they've been told they need the union's liability insurance. We send them to companies that provide them Better liability insurance for a fraction of the price, double the coverage, much better price, and then the people aren't involved in politics. So teachers are trapped for a lot of a lot of reasons, and we understand that because we're we we were in that system. We were in that corruption. And so we understand teachers. So help us please. I would ask every audience member, every audience member, will you please adopt a teacher? Just get your arm around him and help them out of that union and stand with them. That's how we win. We get people to stop funding this evil agenda. That's the correct. government unions are the evil agenda. The government unions are the ones funding the evil agenda. You think George Soros has a lot of money? Look at the billions the government unions collect. And that, if we can defund that, then, then where's their power going to come from? Right? So please help us.
2: You're absolutely I think we right. Can win. You're absolutely right. Um, i got a couple more questions here. Before I let you go, I hope that's OK. Um, absolutely. <clears throat> unions. Become political? Why? What about their position gives them power and political power specifically? Is it because the they control the teachers and therefore the teachers are in the kids' minds, or is there? It, what? What? It's probably more than that, though, right?
3: Yeah. Th- yeah. This is a deep question, mm-hmm. and I, I don't think we have time to fully answer it. But I'm going to give you some highlights to help people understand what happened. Okay. So you know how we've got the PTA. So group, which, by the way, people, the PTA is corrupt. I'll go over that real quickly later. If if there's time, do if you're in the PTA, get out of the PTA. I have a whole chapter on that in my book. Totally corrupt. They've been taken over by the teachers union. Good parents on the ground are not corrupt. Good parents are just having bake sales, doing great things for their kids. Mm -hmm. Your money's going up to the corruption. Anyway, something like the PTA, when parents wanted to represent their children with something like the PTA, we had to have laws so that people could be representing right they could come into the schools and have an organization that's representing the children or the teachers same with lobbyists right all of a sudden we had okay now people can be lobbyists they can come from the real estate uh, organization and lobby for realtors or whatever so what happened with these government unions I told you how they infiltrated teachers we didn't ask them to come unionize us The DMV did not, employees did not ask the union to come unionize them. All these government employees didn't go out saying, hey, we need a union. The union came to us and bullied and mafiaed their way in to our professions. Then they started, you know, they worked to change a lot of laws to give themselves a lot of power. And they claim to be our voice. So now while, while all these teachers, just think about this, the legislature meets during the day, Monday through Friday all oh, same exact time teachers are in the classroom teaching so the unions go to the legislature with their lobbyists and they say we're the voice of teachers we're here lobbying on behalf of teachers but the truth is if the teachers knew what those unions were lobbying for 90 percent of them would say i don't believe in that i don't believe in this radical sexual agenda against kids i'd never do that but teachers aren't there teachers don't have a voice so these lobbyists more and more and more, lobbied more and more and more, and then they took all the billions that they're collecting from all these government employees and started putting all these people in office. They put them on school boards. They put them on uh, city councils. They put them in state houses. They put them in, they put Biden in office and all the nutso people below him. And these people have a lot of power because they have a lot of money. And because now, now that they've put all these people in office, they control all these people these legislators do the bidding of the government unions they're not there look we're a constitutional free republic we the people you and me we're the sovereign we're the king in this country those those representatives work for us they're supposed to be our voice they're but supposed to do what y'all? we want
2: why teachers i mean they could bully any you know any demographic of of job why teachers
3: Well, they do bully lots of demographics, but teachers, because, so teachers were the most trusted profession. There always were these little surveys that would go out like every other year, what profession do you trust the most? Teachers always topped the list. Mm -hmm. The bottom of the list was always unions, (laughs) union leaders, right? Mm -hmm. So look, let's just say this. What if we were the devil? If I was a devil, I'd go, I'm going to find the most trusted face out there and I'm going to get behind that face. And then I want access to those little kids, right? The, the, the unions want to change our entire culture. They don't want us to be a constitutional free republic. They want to change us to a socialist, communist, in my opinion, nightmare. They must be you know, manipulated enough to think that socialism is a good thing. So what do they do? They have to get to the kids because the only way you're going to push socialism, communism onto a constitutional free republic, you can't you can't go to the adults in a constitutional free republic and say, hey, take on communism. They're going to go, hey, they'll get your gun. They're going to shoot you. Right. No way. We're not doing that. What are you, some kind of a traitor? They got to get a hold of the kids and they have to get a hold of them as young as possible. So they unionize the teachers. They say they're the voice of teachers. They silence the real voice of teachers and they get in there. They get people in office. They start changing the curricula. They start changing everything. They control the teacher colleges, too. So the kids are totally indoctrinated from preschool. This is why Biden wants all our kids to go to preschool and junior college. He wants to mandate that or make, you know, make it free for free for everybody. So they can get them earlier and longer.
4: Mm. It's
3: all it's all um, propagandizing our children. And literally, this is how you flip a republic, right? You flip it from the inside out. You capture from the inside out and you have to capture the schools first so that you can manipulate the children. It's very frightening.
2: Mm, mm, mm. This is Um. I, but I get it now. OK, I get it now. I clearly see why you called it communism. This is classic communism where they inf- infiltrate all the unions, right? They get to go, always go after yeah. the workers, right? Yeah. And then right. they, they exploit and then they exploit. Yeah. This this has been repeated so right. many times. You're right. Okay. Now I get That's it. That's right. Now I do get you, it. I just made the do connection. Do you think
3: you're Yeah, it's I'm so glad you see it. And exploits the perfect word. It's exactly <sighs> right. Do you want your audience to know about the PTA issue? Do you, yes, you want me to go into that? Yes, please. Okay. So in the 1960s and 70s, the so-called teacher unions, the Education Mafia, we'll call them, they started bullying the PTA because what happened was the unions wanted to get a lot of power, and you get a lot of power through striking, right? You go on strike and you hold the kids hostage, you hold everybody hostage, the parents can't go to work, everybody freaks out, and so then you get what you want, right? Um, Well, the PTA parents were saying, Oh, you're going to go on strike? We'll cover the classroom. We'll take care of the kids because the parents don't want the kids to miss school, but the unions wanted power, right? I can tell you too, teachers like myself, every teacher I've ever taught with would never strike. They they might be forced into it. They might be bullied into it, but they don't want to strike. They don't want the kids to lose one minute of learning. Real teachers serve children and their parents. So anyway, but the unions are, you know, controlling things. So the unions manipulated teachers and told them all these bad things about the PTA and all these teachers started pulling out of the PTA because the PTA wouldn't do what the union wanted. They wanted to cover classrooms. They wanted to protect the children since they wouldn't go along with the union's uh, uh, agenda. The unions manipulated teachers to leave and the PTA went, oh my gosh, we're going to crumble. We're going to fall apart. So they just took a stance of neutrality. So since the 60s and 70s, the PTA at the state and national levels, you might not notice it down at your local level, but up, at, up in the upper echelons are neutral. You, they cannot take a stance opposite that of the unions. So if the unions want to bring in this radical sex ed, do you know that the PTA agrees with it? They're behind it. I went to testify against the sex ed at the California State Senate Education Committee. Hundreds of us showed up against it. Thousands of letters were sent by people we knew who said we're against this radical sex ed. On the other side, the people pushing the sex ed, there were less than 10 of them. They were all lobbyists. One of them was from the PTA. She was there lobbying for the radical sex ed. My friend and I talked to her afterward. We said, what are you doing? You're supposed to be representing parents and teachers. Why are you pushing this radical sex ed? She had no answer for us. She was a lobbyist for the PTA and the PTA is behind the radical sex ed. The PTA and the teachers' unions are also behind boys dominating girls' sports, girls' locker rooms, and girls' bathrooms. The PTA did that, and the unions, and they brag about it, and I have it in writing if you want to see it.
4: They did so, what? So,
3: um, the PTA and the teacher unions together uh, were behind letting boys dominate girls' sports, dominate girls' locker rooms, and bathrooms. So, if you have a problem with boys— talking about like that
2: swimmer chick?
3: Uh-huh. That's what I'm talking about. The teachers' unions and PTA passed the law to, to allow that to happen.
2: Passed the law where and how?
3: Well, it started here in California. The first one that ever passed was here in California. It was in uh, 2013. Uh-huh. And I don't remember the name of it or anything like that, yeah. but it was the unions and the PTA and other parent and te- quote parent and teacher groups. They're not really parent and teacher groups. They don't represent most parents and teachers. But they were the ones that pushed for this law to allow boys to participate against girls in girls sports, allow boys to go into girls locker rooms, allow boys to go into girls bathrooms. Anyone with common sense knows that's insane. It's just insane. Boys are so much stronger, so much faster. I mean, they could kill a girl wrestling against them or whatever. And this nonsense was all pushed by an organization that claims to be representing teachers and an organization that claims to be representing parents, the California Teachers Association, the PTA. I don't know about y'all, but I think it's evil and wrong that they would go- take my name and your name and claim to represent us, and then bring harm to our kids. It's, it's, uh, there's nothing more evil than that. So uh, let's let's find the courage to stand up against them.
2: This is nasty work, y'all. This is nasty yeah. work, y'all. Um, hold on a second. My bad. Cuban libertarian he said in Spanish, "Union e- e- union equals Sindicato a.k.a. syndicate, research, mm. uh, syndic, syndical, syndicalism, <laughs> <laughs> syndicalism, <laughs> and you'll understand. Um, yeah, syndicato. That's interesting. Did mm-hmm. I say that right? Um, appreciate you, man. Brody McFarlane, he said she's dope. Yes, yeah, she is. She on point. Bro. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> she's on point. Yo. Shout out to all We're my We're just YouTubers. telling the truth. Man, this is uh, amazing information. And, and you know, I, I always, I always give people out because people always wonder. They say, "Hey, why is it like this? Why is it? You know, how come nobody says anything?" I'm like, "Bro, because they're getting bullied." Tonight, a science guy. He says she got the doors of the church wide open right now.
3: Oh, thank God.
2: <laughs> Tonight, blessing us over on Rumble. Shout out to my rumblers. We live on Rumble. Appreciate y'all. Hit the like button so we get on the front page of Rumble. Hit the like button so we can get on the front page of Rumble um damn you know what rebecca you absolutely blew me away absolutely blew me away absolutely just you know great information um so we're gonna take a look at uh what's it called now for what for four kids in country right
3: that's it that's right
2: four kids in country you guys are the number four kids in country uh on Twitter um and it looks like there's a book here as well yes sir standing up to goliath that's your
3: book that is sir
2: rebecca friedrichs
3: Mm -hmm. and Mm. goliath is the education mafia
2: Lord, i don't even know if i could stand next to you for too long man you got security (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you, a, you a dangerous lady. <laughs>
3: you tell your audience to pray for me. I need a hedge of protection.
2: We're going to pray for you, baby. We're going to pray for you. Trust and believe. Yo, phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal conversation. Um, I would love to bring you back on the program again, especially when you know something as far as this uh, conversation is pertinent. So I hope you, you'll come back again.
3: I'd love that. That'd be great. Thank you.
2: Absolutely wonderful. Rebecca Friedrich, y'all. Alright, I'm, I'm going to holler at you later I'm going to have my producer He going to contact you You can just hit the leave button Or whatever's on the screen And then I'm going to keep the show rocking
3: Okay, great It's been great talking to you
2: Absolute pleasure
3: And nice to meet you too Thank oh, yeah. you and yeah, should pleasure's all mine I should have mentioned That the reason the Dodgers Re-invited the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence Was because the teachers unions Bullied them into it Wait, what? Yeah. I wrote an article on it. I'll send it. I'll send it to Say to that you guys. one more time. So you heard about the Dodgers, right? They invited this did you hear about that?
2: The draft Do you know Dodgers or the baseball team?
3: The baseball team. Okay. So the baseball team, the Dodgers, mm-hmm. this was big news like a week ago. They invited for their Pride Week celebration the um Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. They're these dudes in drag who totally Attack Christianity, Christ. They do uh, pole dancing on a cross. They attack Catholics and Christians. They're just totally disgusting and, you know, it's something that no parent would want their children to see. Well, so the Dodgers fans and the community here in California pushed back so hard against the Dodgers, they uninvited them. Well, what people don't know is it's the teachers' unions, the California Teachers Association, that harassed the Dodgers into inviting them back and they did and so i wrote an editorial about that with a teacher friend of mine and um people are shocked they didn't they don't realize how much power the teachers unions have over our state and our country it's crazy
2: damn damn you just full of, you just full of bombs you just full of n- nuclear bombs oh my lord this is crazy man i didn't even hear about the um the the Dodgers situation, or maybe I did and forgot, but or seen it on the timeline. But damn, weirdo shit going know. on. Weirdo shit going on, man. I'm trying to make sense of it. It's the Griff report. We here Monday through Friday, two p.m. Miss Regis y'all I appreciate you, y'all.
3: Appreciate you too. Thanks so much.
2: Oh man, damn y'all. So much firepower comes to the platform. So much firepower comes to the platform. Hold up. Shh. Breck of Shout out to the producers. Shout out to my handlers for making that happen. Shout out to my handlers for making that happen. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? So her her link, you can follow them on Twitter for kids and country. You're gonna see that link in the description box below. Wonderful, wonderful conversation. Let's keep the party rolling. We got a lot to talk about today. I'm using TweetDeck now. I'm using TweetDeck. I like it. I like I like the new TweetDeck. I haven't I haven't powered up TweetDeck since I was a rapper. I haven't powered up TweetDeck since I was a rapper. I'm, so I'm 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 whipping the the TweetDeck. So if the screen look a little funny today, um, but you probably won't. You know why. Right, cause, <clears throat> hold on, and at some point I know I know Zoom's gonna like twenty minutes from now. Zoom's gonna fucking, um, all right. So boom, you see that right there? Woo! The new tweet deck. I'm. I feel. I feel more powerful. I feel more powerful. I feel more powerful with the tweet deck in my. At my. Um, it's quicker. I had not use tweet deck in so long, but I needed something that would make me more nimble. Alright, hold on, let me fix this on your screen. And then we're gonna get into the grift bag. You know, the unthinkable happened today. Fucking uh uh pearly things lands in the grift bag. Pearly things is in the grift bag? Hold on. Is that hold on, let me see. And then it pops like that. Alright, so we'll do it like this. Pearly Things is in there. What else we gotta talk about? Hotep Goldstein made the grift bag. It's grifter season. What else is in here? I don't know what this is. We, we might not even play this because I don't even feel like looking at this face right now. We had some July 14th beef. We got a grifter of the year nominee. The people want me to talk about that. We're going to talk about Vivek. I might, this this might be a Saturday special. I might have to do just a special rundown on this. I don't know how I'm going to do it. I want to like do it straight to fucking Twitter Spaces. I might. I might broadcast this to Twitter spaces. Do like a f- special presentation on Vivek. Um, resumes, T people, more remnants of the 4th of July. You know what? Let's go. Let's go to let's go to uh, let's go to grandma. We're going to go to grandma. I want y'all to I want y'all to witness this. This is the, this is what I'm in the mood for. I'm, I'm in the mood. For, wait, where grandma go? Oh, don't tell me they just snatched grandma from me. Oh, all right, there she go. I was about to be upset. All right, so some of you know this story. However, we now have a primary source to, to, to retell it, to retell this story. And this is, it's very interesting how she puts this. And, and we spoke about this on Gutfeld the other night, about the NAACP. Watch this.
0: They didn't recognize her as being the first Person right. that was, uh-uh, Rosa Parks. She got it, she was working down there with some black people in, in the NAACP or something. And they got her,
5: I guess they just got together and got her to do. And I always say they did
6: because she was real light. Yeah. Yeah, I still would say that.
2: You heard that lady just said? 22 seconds, we end this video. 22 seconds, you heard what she said? I still think they did that because she was light. Because she was light. So, what was the NAACP actually pushing? What kind of organization is this NAACP place? Full of good, light skinned, colorful.
0: Because that was dark skinned. Yeah.
2: And they had the nerve to talk about racism or colorism today.
5: This lady was lighter than me. Because that was the conversation that I, I was seeing was that they felt that Rosa Parks was like a better image. for A what better
0: they, person for the job.
5: So they could push, and push this. Push it the, on. This was the NAACP putting this together?
2: Yes. They didn't recognize Marketing. 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 Shout out to the good, good sister Rosa Parks. I don't want to take nothing away from her. She did a job. She did what she was supposed to do, but we have to be cognizant of what her job was. And, you know, And we got to be cognizant of how things came to be and how the NWCP was moving. It's like, oh, this little girl got to... They said nobody going to feel sorry for the dark-skinned... the dark-skinned young girl with baby at a baby out of wedlock. Nobody going to feel sorry for her. We can't use this for political leverage... Let's 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 do this over. Let's do this over. Next time we'll bring the cameras, we'll have a go sit on the bus. Let's shoot this over. Let's have a redo. That's what was happening. Oh my God. Oh my god. So NWCP, again, we talked about them on Gutfeld. You look at Black movements today Many of them The mainstream ones, the fake stream ones I think there's a bunch of great Or good organic ones But uh, the fake stream stuff Absolutely garbage Absolutely garbage Absolutely garbage And it's what she was talking about It was. It's what Rebecca was talking about With the teachers unions With the teachers unions It's the same thing It's the same thing It's the same thing. Teachers' unions. I didn't know the teachers' unions had that much power. I didn't know they had that much power. I heard, I heard people complain about them all the time. I knew there was something going in, but now I understand the communist link. Though now I understand the communist link. Now I understand. But anyway, let's stay on topic before we get get back to that conversation. Um, we we, we we have to do this because we have to understand the difference between black people and the image of black people, okay? Black people and the image of black people. Thank you. Black people and the image of black people. Those are two completely different things. Sometimes people are talking about the image of black people. they're not talking about black people. Got no difference. You know what I'm saying? God knows the difference. So, a little bit of education there. Let's go to, let's go to Goldstein. Let's go to Goldstein. Let's see what Goldstein got, got to talk about before we get to the grifters. There's some Cernovich in the bag. the whole thing then switch some pearly things in his bag we might go to pearly things next where's my boycott
7: bros at where's my motherfucking boycott bros at y'all need to stand up right i've been saying for months now boycott paying taxes right and now here we are world war three's trending you know what i mean uh nuclear plants and all kinds of other weird shit going on right your money is being funneled into your destruction on a variety of different levels, not just World War III, but all kinds of evil shit. Tea people shit. Check this out your money is being used to pay the salaries of the individuals who will ultimately cover up the fact that that cocaine was Hunter Biden's. Yeah, your tax dollars, hard at work, but y'all keep.
2: They ain't have to go there. They ain't... <laughs> ain't have to go there. <laughs>
7: <laughs> Where's my boycott bros at?
2: Where's oh, my boycott tweet deck is bros trash. at? Alright. Now we know why we don't fuck with Tweet Deck. Come on, let's bring it right here. Alright, let's go. Oh, come the fuck. Where's on. my
7: boycott bros at?
2: Ain't just some bullshit That's some bullshit All right, Elon you gotta fix tweet deck Elon you gotta fix tweet deck It's broken We have broke tweet deck I was just bragging about it too Like hey y'all I'm back on tweet deck Trash
0: See
2: (laughs) I know it's the reason why I stopped using this shit I know it's the reason why I stopped using some shit oh baby anyway let's go back let's try this again matter of fact we could let's do it the old way let's just bring it up let's just bring it up let's unlock this let's bring goldstein back up goldstein was over here cooking before tweet deck disturbed us
7: weird shills not just tea people salaries of the in the fact that that cocaine was hunter biden's yeah your tax dollars hard at work War Three, but all kinds of evil shit, tea people shit. Check this out: Your money is being used to pay the salaries of the individuals who will ultimately cover up the fact that that cocaine was Hunter Biden's. It cover up the fact that that cocaine was Hunter Biden's he cover up the fact that that cocaine was hunter Biden's. he cover up the fact that that cocaine was hunter Biden's. he cover up the fact that that cocaine was hunter biden he cover up the fact that that cocaine was hunter biden he cover up the he cover up the he cover up the cover up the cover 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 up the fact that that cocaine was hunter yeah your tax dollars hard at work but y'all keep paying them shits and every time i say Hey, boycott paying taxes, fuck these taxes. Every time I say this, I'm hit mostly by conservatives, mostly by the boycott bros themselves. I'm hit with, oh, we can't do that. I mean, that's just asking for trouble. That's just horrible. You know, they're, they'll arrest us. Uh, you first, all kinds of other dumb shit, right? It would seem to me by those responses that you guys are only used to hitting shit that don't hit back. That's. Those responses that you guys are only used to hitting shit that don't hit back. It would seem to me by those responses that you guys are only. It would seem to me. It would seem to me by those responses that you guys are only used to hitting shit that don't hit back. It would seem to me by those responses that you guys are only used to hitting shit that don't hit back. It would seem to me by those responses that you guys are only used to hitting shit that don't hit back. That's called bullying. You bully target, you bully fucking Budweiser, you bully all these other fucking places because you know they can't hit back. You know there's alternatives. You know it won't disrupt the flow of your life to any fucking degree.
2: Damn this nigga in his bag. God damn. <laughs> Are y'all seeing this? Can y'all hear me? Damn. He's cooking right now. <laughs> coasting uh, cooking, day after, day after July the fourth, allegedly Independence Day, cooking, and that's why you do it. It
7: doesn't disrupt anything. It doesn't fuck with your get down, and it allows you to be on social media apps talking about, look at me, I'm down with it, All right? I'm with the shit. You ain't with the shit. You ain't with the shit until you tear that W two up. You ain't with the shit. With the shit. Shit. You ain't with the shit. You ain't with the shit until you tear that W 2 up. You ain't with the shit until you tear that W 2 up. You ain't with the shit until you tear that W 2 up. You ain't with the shit until you tell this government I refuse to put my dollars behind things I don't agree with. Then. You will be with the shit. Then you will be a patriot. Not until.
2: Just food smacking. Ghosting going off. This might be one of the best days of the year. I had to hit the Don DeMarco button for no apparent reason. Just because the vibe is right. Oh man Goldstein tagged me in this shit today He tagged me and he said Griff bag I didn't even watch the video I just, I just trusted him It's Goldstein I know You know what I mean He ain't gonna tag me in no bullshit Unless it's if, Unless it's supposed to be on here So I didn't know what he was about to say That's the first time I seen it with y'all And man Bruh bruh unloaded the clip I don't even want to add on I don't want to say nothing else. I got nothing else. (laughs) He ain't leave no meat on that bone. Pause. (laughs) Drop the mic on that one. Hold up. All my HotepCon ticket holders. You know what time it is. You know what what time it is. If you come in and hang out with me, we got the off-road experience exclusive get those instructions enter the giveaway enter the giveaway hold on what's why it's not on the screen right i gotta fix the screen uh off-road experience make sure you you enjoy that there you go you see the drone footage you know you need that content make sure you get involved syscoin giveaway the link is in the description box hit that if you're a hotep ticket holder if you're not a hotep ticket holder why are you not coming to our party? Uncle Hotech gonna be there, Cannon gonna be there, Ricky Bascom. Cannon, uh, um, uh uh damn, I just had a brain fart. Um, Cannon, Ricky, J Hot. Uh I'm I'm I should read, reach out to Bryson Gray, you know. Um I just don't know how that's gonna work with with Sonny. I just I don't know. I don't wanna put them two together because I know they have history. I'm just a little fearful of that. But I'm like maybe they'll piece it up But I did that last year and it didn't work out So I don't want to do it again So anyway that's a whole nother story for another day Um, Damn Yeah Project Rook Tonight a science guy going to be there Tonight a science guy going to be in the building We're going to talk science and pandemic science and, and, and more science I'm a science geek so I like hearing, I like hearing that shit That's going to be dope all inclusive tickets, VIP tickets only. Ain't no general admission bumps coming to our shit. Hotep, you're a genius. Hotepjesus.com. No, none of that. None of that. None of that. We ain't doing that. You know what I'm saying? VIP only. Come kick it with us. You know what I'm saying you got Thursday night we going to be doing Hotep's been told you live after that we going to feed you real good. 5 course Five courses is coming right after Hotel has been told you live. Next day we're gonna see you at breakfast. Then we're gonna talk conference, then we're gonna go to the uh we're gonna have two talks with, you know, tonight a science guy or project rook. You know, we'll 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 email you the schedule so you got it. And if you're a ticket holders, ticket holders, you will get you will get a copy of the CON schedule, don't worry. <clears throat> and we're gonna go to do the pool party thing. You know what I mean? Kick it, kick it by the pool. Uncle Hotep going to go wait in the pool. I know Cannon getting in. He always get in. I might get in. You know what I mean? I don't know. See how I feel. Uh, Then the following day, you know, we're going to do it again. More breakfast. Great breakfast. Breakfast is amazing. Make sure you get your voucher. Make sure you see Trishy or myself. Get your voucher for breakfast because the breakfast is covered. You're going to do two more talks. That's about two hours of talks. Then you're going to have a day to yourself. Then come back. We're going to have a farewell feast with the Hotep's. And that's it, man. VIP ticket holders, man. HotepNation.com. Go get your tickets. Go get your tickets. And enter the win. This is going to give away. Off-road experience. And, you know what I'm saying. And you come to dinner. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? All right, let's go back. Let's go back. My bad. My bad. Hold on. Where we at? All right, let's go back in the grift bag. We got a couple of things. Let's go straight to Pearly. I did promise you that. Let's go straight to Pearly. Let's see what Pearly's talking about. I'm going to have to fix it on my screen because Elon. We're just going to blame it on Elon. Here we go. Pearly Things is back. She's on Pierce Morgan. She's grifty, man. I told y'all, man. She's definitely grifty.
8: That's why I want. To-
2: you guys got to go vote for her on grift, uh, grifties.com. Go vote for Pearly things at grifties.com. Got to do it. Please and thank you. Please and thank you. Mm.
8: Divorce to be banned. Can, yeah. you know, can I finish yeah. that first? Yeah. That's why I want divorce to be banned. Yeah. You know, can I finish yeah. that first? So.
2: She's already flustered. She's already flustered. She's already upset. Four seconds in and, and probably is already upset. She got to relax. You shouldn't be so, especially if you're going to be in a mandatory space, you got to be the coolest motherfucker on the stage. Can't be worked up.
8: Well, I'm saying, you know, the people that believe in divorce go be in long-term relationships. Leave marriage for the people that actually believe in for better or for worse, for richer or for poor, in sickness and in health, till death do us part. But doesn't the sanctity of marriage also rely on the woman being a virgin? So you wouldn't be able to get married. I. What do you. What do you mean? <laughs> well, you spoke. <laughs> <laughs>
9: <laughs> Let's go back.
8: Divorce. Go be in long-term relationships. Leave marriage for the people that actually believe in "for better or for worse, for richer or for poor, in sickness and in health, till death do us part." But doesn't the sanctity of marriage also rely on the woman being a virgin? So you wouldn't be able to get married. i What do you? What do you mean? Well, you said.
4: Suppose-
2: <laughs> 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 okay, I see why y'all tagged me in this clip now. I see why y'all tagged me in this clip. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. I see why she was flustered now. I see why she was flustered now. Damn, Pearly! Come on, Pearly! Ah, right, let's see what happened. <laughs> I gotta play it one more time, I'm sorry. <laughs> I gotta play it one more time. <laughs> I'm sorry, that shit was too funny. Virgin, so
8: you wouldn't be able to get married Sickness and in health till death do us part. Doesn't the, san- the sanctity of marriage also rely on? Doesn't the sanctity of marriage do us part? Doesn't the sanctity of marriage also rely on? Do doesn't the sanctity? Part. Doesn't the sanctity of marriage also rely on the woman being a virgin? So you wouldn't be able to get married. I. What do you? What do you mean? Well, you've spoken quite openly. <laughs> about-
2: <laughs> now, before this lady continues, um, according to uh my knowledge base. The ring was supposed to represent her virginity. You're supposed to, that was that, that, that's what that ring was. It was a promise to say, yo, you have my virginity. So that's why, like, when people get married today and bitches be asking for rings and shit, I'm like, damn, baby girl, how many bodies you got? You know what I'm saying? I'm about to, you know what I mean? That's, that's what it represented. I don't know what this lady's about to say. I hope she gives her that education, but that's what it meant. That's what it meant.
8: Uh, you're not a virgin, and so if you want to preserve that sanctity of marriage, then, I you think, know, you know, I, and I, wish, I just think that you're upholding standards that you don't I, actually I, live I, You know, and that's a fair, that's a fair complaint. I wish I was, but you know, we can't go back. I don't know what you want me to say. Yeah, no, but I just don't think, it's 80... That you get to be here and you get to be paid for your views, and you're uh-huh. telling other women that they shouldn't be allowed to. I, I, we can't, I wish I was. So, I just think they're upholding standards that you don't I, actually I, 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 like.
2: <laughs> nah, look at. Look at Pierce Morgan's face. Nah, this is classic. Hold up, right here. <laughs> Yo. (laughs) Look at Piers Morgan's face. (laughs) Piers, you ain't shit, yo. You ain't shit, Piers. You ain't shit for this. He know he fucked up when he did this. Who let y'all set this up? Why y'all set why y'all set Pearlie up like this? Oh man, that's fucked up.
8: I, I, you know, and that's a fair—that's a fair complaint. I wish I was, but you know, we can't go back. I don't know what you. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yo, I don't know what's going on inside Pearly Head. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know what's going on inside Pearly Head. What kind of response is that? (laughs) What kind of response is that? (laughs) I don't know what you want me to say.
8: You know, and that's a fair fair complaint. I wish I was. But, you know, we can't go back. I don't know what you want me to (laughs) say. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yo what kind of response is that Where <laughs> at? No, i
8: just don't think it's 80... fair that you get to be here and you get to be paid for your views and you're uh-huh. telling other women that they shouldn't be allowed to I, I... Mm. quite openly there... about how you're not a virgin and so if you want to preserve that sanctity of marriage i then, think, you know, you know I, and I, wish... I just think they want to preserve that sanctity Quite
2: open. why is pearly laughing like that
8: about how you're not a virgin and so if you want to preserve that sanctity
2: why she got that silly you see that little silly goofy like laugh she just did <laughs> maybe pearly's just goofy
8: virgin and so if you want to preserve that sanctity of marriage
2: maybe she's goofy or maybe that's how maybe maybe when you catch her off guard or something like that you know her default is really goofy this is this is weird now.
8: I just think that and you're upholding standards that you till death do us part. But doesn't the sanctity of marriage also rely on the woman being a virgin? So you wouldn't be able to get married. I. What do you What do you mean? Well, you've spoken quite openly <laughs> about how you're not a virgin, and so if you want to preserve that sanctity of marriage, I then, think, you know. You know, I. And I, wish, I just think that you're upholding standards that you don't I, actually I, live I, by. You know, and,
2: and that's what that's the key. She says, I think. Like she's she's basically saying you be pushing shit you don't you know what I mean you don't practice what you preach that's what she's saying you don't practice what you preach it's a personal attack it's a personal attack this is not an attack on this is anti feminist YouTuber who says divorce should be banned um yeah but so this so this lady is basically saying yo you don't practice what you preach you don't practice what you preach she's not wrong. <clears throat> She's not wrong. At least I don't think. I think, probably, I think probably just getting a grift on. You know what I'm saying? I think all these girls, all these trap wives you see on Twitter, all of them. And it's not an attack on Pearlies. It's just the whole genre. The whole genre of manosphere Chicks is about grifting. I ain't seen no pies. I ain't seen no turkey roast. I ain't seen no macaroni and cheese. I ain't seen no toilets getting cleaned. I ain't seen not an apron. These bitches ain't. I ain't seen a kid. I ain't seen a husband. I ain't seen a ring. None of these bitches is chosen. We didn't counted your bodies because we've been following you over the years. We didn't counted the amount of boyfriends you got. You got five bodies on you talking about. We didn't see all the boyfriends and all the influences that you didn't date And now you're going to sit up here and do this and i'm not talking about pearly i'm just talking about all the women in this genre all the women in this genre they all they all larping all of them larping man and that's cool but now it's time to start baking some cakes practice what you preaching let me see some gardening put on some motherfucking gloves and a hat get you a little stool and with wheels and go out there and fucking plant some damn tomatoes or some shit Let's get it popping. You know, time is ticking. And you heard, what, you heard what Rebecca Friedrich said. The goddamn communists is here. The daggone communists are here. Let's go back in the grip bag. We got some more to cover. We're going to open up phone lines. We're going to open up phone lines. Let's go here. Let's go here. I want to. I want to do that Vivek shit. What's today? Damn. Um, all right. Let's see. Let's make this short, so we can get to callers. So, um, no, I don't want. Okay. So it's two. It's two tweets. We got a new coon, a new super coon, has emerged amongst MAGA Twitter. I I don't know what to think of him yet. I want to see. I see. I see his content. You know, and uh, we're gonna talk about it. We're going to talk about it. Let's bring this up on the screen. We got this black dude here. It says, uh, great to live in a country where I can pray and carry a gun. Support our police officers at the same time. And fuck celebrating Juneteenth. You know what I'm saying? Hit all the talker points. God. Guns. Police disparage black people. He's caught up in the grift in there. He had all the talking points. He caught up in the grift there. He caught up. He caught up. They got him. They got him. Hold up. There's a video now. I haven't seen this one. Somebody responded and said, I'm just waiting on him to say buttermilk biscuits. Let's see. Let's see this video by this gentleman. Let's take a look here. Let's play the tape.
1: Dear jackass, I don't care what you think. You don't determine my status. I'm an American. I don't care what you say or think. You're not the boss of me. Sincerely, me. What the fuck is going on? What? <laughs>
2: What the fuck is going on? <laughs> what did I just watch, yo? Now nah, we gotta go to his account now. God's not woke. Oh, this nigga follows me. Wow. <laughs> this nigga's following me. <laughs> This is absolutely, absolutely amazing work. Absolutely amazing work. Oh my God. All right. That's enough scrolling on his profile. That's a whole, that's enough. what? Um... <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. Uh...
0: Jackass.
1: Dear Jackass. I don't care what you think. You don't determine my status. I'm an American. I don't care what you say or think. You're not the boss of me. You don't determine my status. I'm an American. I don't care what you say or think. You're not the boss of me. Is somebody telling him what to say? Is he reading? Ass. I don't care what you think. You don't determine my status. I'm an American. I don't care what you say or think. You're not the boss of me. Sincerely, me.
2: Nah, hold up, yo. go. Hold, hold on, yo. what the fuck is going on man what the fuck is what, what have I just uncovered here I gotta watch it one more time just to really do a forensic on it
1: dear jackass I don't care what you think you don't determine my status I'm an American I don't care what you say or think you're not the boss of me sincerely me
2: nah this nigga's reading yo somebody to put him up to this somebody put him up to this because first of all that's not that's not how he speaks that's that he doesn't use these terms i i don't i don't think these terms are in his vocabulary the way he said it did not roll off the tongue dear jackass i don't care what
1: you think
2: You don't determine my status. You don't determine my status. He didn't even say determine like it's in his vocabulary.
1: I'm an American. I don't care what you say or think. You're not the boss of me. Sincerely, me.
0: Yo,
2: who set this man up? Who did this? Who did this? Are they tweeting from his account? Are they tweeting from his account? I need to go to his account just to see. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. What is going on here? I got to hand it to you, black and white liberals. You gave me more motivation to lose weight. Is this him tweeting? I don't know, the grammar's too good, yo. The grammar's too good. He's got commas and shit. You know niggas don't know how to use commas. Yo. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know man, this dude's spooky as shit This dude is spooky as shit man Let me go to the chat Let me see what the chat's saying Cause the chat, chat sometimes know how to He said this is Erica Marsh's burner account (laughs) Natasha Kayleen, behave yourself (laughs) He got a stuttering problem He got a ghost rider This is what the rumble chat's saying He sounds like he has a white man ghostwriter. Right. Right. He said, looks like Uncle Hotep from an alternate universe. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> he said, instead of turning the autistic to Bud Light, they turned him into a trumper. Yes, that's what it feels like. He said, he on a spectrum or a plant. Yeah, I think he on the spectrum, yo. I think he's on the spectrum. <laughs> he on the spectrum, right? They saying he on the spectrum. Chat, Rumble chat, say you on the spectrum. Let me see what YouTube chat is saying. Hold on. Let me see what the YouTube chat is saying. Steph Crono said, "TPUSA controlling this account." Come on, man. <laughs> Uncle Notep, <laughs> fresh out of converted Republican. He got that high functioning tism. Yes, yes, the high functioning tism. Hmm. He said he trolling. Nah, I this I think this dude. V- v- Vader said he's on the spectrum. Vader said he's on the spectrum. <laughs> oh man he said he'll be on fox in no time oh my lord he either on the spectrum or trolling yes he's either on the spectrum or trolling but what if they got a uh uh what if they i i think they got somebody on the spectrum to troll i think it's both somebody put him up to that And that's why they don't let him talk. That's why they had had him do one video. He fucked that up. He couldn't even get through that script. He was was stuttering and shit through the script. (laughs) That's fucked up. That's fucked up. Y'all got people with the tism out here running around for y'all. Yo, this is going to be the nastiest election in history, potentially. Y'all better get low, man. Y'all better get low Last week Erica Marsh This week Brock Easley Sound like a wrestler Yo what's his finishing move <laughs> Chat type in the chat What his finishing move is <laughs> Megabomb Megabomb <laughs> oh man you know what it's the griff report we're here monday through friday 2 p.m hotep you're a genius hotepjesus.com 2 p.m Eastern time you know where to be it's the griff report we gotta get y'all the real man we gotta get y'all the real for real all right let's go to the last topic i'm not i'm not gonna rehash what i had from July 4th and you know Who's the holiday is it It's the white man's holiday leave me alone okay Actually let me do my monologue Let me let me do Let me do a quick monologue on on July 4th Listen motherfuckers okay You took a fucking L I'm talking to the colored people I don't know if you call yourself indigenous native You got your ass fucking whooped Black African you got your ass Whooped You got your ass whooped so bad you don't even remember your own language, my nigga. You got your ass whooped so bad you speak, you speak third-hand German, my nigga. They call it English. You got your ass whooped so bad you speak English and it's the only language you know. You got your ass whooped so bad you don't even know where you came from. You argue about where you came from. That's how lost you are, my nigga. That's how lost you are, my nigga. You don't even know where you came from. Did, wait, did we make a left back there or did we make a right? I know we started right here. No, we didn't start over there. Where we start at? No, we didn't start over there. We was Hebrews. We was hotash. We was this. We was that. Arguing all day about where the fuck you came from. Here they go. See, they go Zoom. Try mess up my monologue. Don't know where these motherfuckers came from. This is how bad you got your ass whooped. Excuse me. This is how bad you got your ass whooped. You speak English, my nigga. Until you fix that, I don't want to hear shit about what day it is. The white man took this shit. Fair and motherfucker square. With a gun. With a gun, whooped your ass, and now you out here talking about he stole land. He stole land, this, that, and the third. You so lost. You are so lost as a people, you forgot the time when you whooped the white man's ass and put his ass in chains. Oh, this a real, oh,
0: this a real, oh, this a real hotel, brother.
2: You are so lost, you don't remember the time where you conquered the white man's land and put the white man in chains. That's how lost you are. That's how that's how bad you got your ass whooped. You got punched in the face so fucking hard, you caught amnesia, my nigga.
0: Hotep, you're a genius. Hotepjesus.com. Oh, this a real, oh, this a real, oh, this a real Hotep, brother.
2: Your people got amnesia. That's how bad the white man whooped your ass. Now here you are running around crying, talking about, It's indigenous, give us our land back and all this shit. I hear you, I hear you, I hear you, ah, yeah, yeah. Struggle, 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 victim, victim, victim. I hear you, motherfucker. But I got a message for the right wingers too. When I say it's the white man's holiday, it's the motherfucking white man's holiday, goddammit. You whoop the motherfuckers' asses so bad, they don't know what language they speak. They call it amnesia, white man. This is your country. Be proud of that shit. You complain all damn year about how they make you make you uh, look like this, make you look like that. This is your country. Your ancestors took this country. You can't, you can't just disown the forefathers. You know, you you know, like Uncle Hotep say, you like to pick and choose, he'd like to pick and choose. One minute they're your forefathers Next minute they not One minute they your forefathers Next minute they not Are they your motherfucking forefathers or not Benjamin Franklin, Thomas Jefferson And all them motherfuckers Was they your forefathers or fucking not Cause if they're your forefathers and the white man took this land Okay You took this land Be proud of that motherfucking shit God it Be proud of that shit Tell me, right? Oh, it's not. It's not the white man's land. It's all of ours. We're all. We're all American. No motherfucker. We speak English for a reason. We speak English for a reason. Your ass speak English for a reason. My ass speak English for a reason. You gonna tell me black folks came up with English? Black folks didn't invent English. Germans invented English. We didn't invent English. The 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 uh the Germanic tribes invented English. That's a Germanic language. English is a Germanic language. So you all of y'all are really Germans.
0: Oh, this is a real, oh this a real, oh, this is a real hotel brother.
2: You're all Germans. So what am I? I'm conquered by the people of the Germanic tribes. We got to be real about history if we're going to talk about history. Let's talk about it. Let's tell it all. The difference is I don't got motherfucking amnesia. I know where the fuck I came from. I am well aware. But I'm still fucking speaking English.
0: Oh, this a real, this a real, this a real hotel, brother.
2: And until we fix that, ain't shit going to be right. Because he who controls the language controls how you think. Because they're going to decide what words exist. How many times they didn't try to delete words and tell you what words you can use, what words you can't use. Fuck your brain up. Just by what words they stop using in publications. They could just stop using a word of publication and just phase out. You can go look it up. Certain words you'll see rise in popularity and fall in popularity. What makes that happen? A lot of, a lot of factors, obviously. A lot of factors. Moralist story is white man. It's your motherfucking country, man. You took this motherfucker. Your forefathers took this motherfucker by gun, by gun and disease. Own that shit. I got to own Yaku. I got to own I got to own the motherfuckers that 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 brought um uh resources into Europe. I got to own all of that. I got to own all of that. So let's just let's just let's just be honest. July 4th is the white man's holiday. Okay? It's the white man's holiday. I'm tired of motherfuckers arguing about this shit. It's settled. I just settled it. I just it's over. There's nothing to talk about. Everybody fucking go home and get your fucking mind together. It's over. I don't want to hear any more about this conversation. Cannon texted me. Rumble raiding that four? Oh shit. Marco, Marco. He said, run into the griff, Cave. Uh oh. Listen. 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 I, I just, I just, I just don't understand why we're arguing. I just don't understand why we're arguing over, over, over the dumbest shit ever. You can't change history. History is what it is. It, why are we trying to hide from it? Now, if the white man gonna celebrate and it's the white man's holiday, and I decide to celebrate the white man's holiday with him, then so be it. White people celebrate Black holidays, right? I seen a whole lot of white people celebrating Juneteenth. I seen a whole lot of white people celebrating uh, Martin Luther King Day. uh, 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 Yeah, uh, MLK Day. See white people celebrating black holidays. There's nothing wrong with that. We celebrate cinco de Mayo. We don't even know whose holiday that is. Uh, Hispanic people don't even celebrate that shit. That's not even a real holiday. We just need an excuse to eat bad and drink some alcohol and gather. That's it. Let's just call it spade a spade. That's all this is. It's just a reason a reason to gather and and, and satiate ourselves in the finest of things of life. For a brief moment. All right? Let's call it space spade. Okay. <clears throat> Cause if y'all ask me, ain't been no independence day. <laughs> Let's go back in the grift back. Let's finish this off. Biden administration wildin'. Biden administration, you know they found cocaine in the Biden in the Biden, um in the Biden session uh, situation. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on Alright, let's put that together Uh, Let me see if I scroll to the top How does that look? Okay, that's fine You guys can see enough So, breaking news or something like that it Says here, Biden administration blocked from working with social media firms about protected speech Oh Yeah? Oh, yeah. Why? U.S. District Judge Terry Dowdy of Louisiana granted the injunction in response to a 2020 lawsuit brought by attorney general uh, in Louisiana and Missouri. The lawsuit alleged that the federal government overstepped in its efforts to convince social media companies to address postings that could result in vaccine hesitancy, hesitancy during the COVID-19 pandemic and affect elections. Dowdy cited substantial evidence of a far reaching censorship campaign. He wrote that the evidence produced thus far depicts an almost dystopian scenario during a COVID-19 pandemic, a period perhaps best characterized by widespread doubt and uncertainty. The United States government seems to have assumed a role to an Orwellian ministry of truth. This is, now this is fascinating that they would write this in this article. This is PBS. PBS is fascinating. Or they, this, they're they're willing to uh, you know go this far. Interesting. Um, shout out to whoever wrote this. <clears throat> Drop a little bit of Orwell in there. Says Republican U.S. Senator Eric Schmidt. Schmidt, that's German. We just spoke about this. Schmidt, another German, who is the Missouri Attorney General, when the lawsuit was filed, said on Twitter. That the ruling was a huge win for the First Amendment and a blow to censorship. That's what's up. That's what's up. Hold on, let me check on the chatters. I got to check on my chatters. Chatter, how y'all feeling, man? How y'all feeling? I got to check on you I got to check on you I got to check on y'all. Check on y'all. Check on y'all. Uh, he said, John Wayne. He said, where's John Wayne? Hailek uh, Edomite said uh, The US used to speak a lot more German Before World War II mm-hmm. Qua Bina says We was Germans He said white history Yeah Maga Slam Y'all said his, his finisher is Maga Slam Frog Splash Belly Top off the top rope Hot Dog Eating Contest <laughs> What? ass slam
10: (laughs) what yo why y'all going on going in old boy like that
2: hold on let me check youtube see what youtube called this guy what they said his finisher was mmm let me see the window liquor oh wow that's savage (laughs) blexit roundhouse (laughs) ha 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 (laughs) He said the Blexit Roundhouse (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Cuban Libertarian said Muy bueno, sindicato like tomato Okay, tomato, tomato Appreciate you on the um, On the dollars, man On the donations, that's love 297 over on Rumble Rumble about the raid in just a moment. Rumble about the raid in just a moment. All right, let's go back to the article. My bad. I just want to check on the chitter-chatters. The chitter-chatters. Um, Louisiana Attorney General Jeff uh, Landry said the injunction prevents the administration from censoring the core political speech of ordinary Americans on social media. The evidence in our case is shocking and offensive with senior federal officials deciding that They could dictate what Americans can and cannot say on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube and other platforms about covid-19 elections, criticism of the government and more. Landry said in a statement. Uh, The Justice Department is reviewing the injunction and will evaluate its options in this case, said a White House official who was not authorized to discuss the case publicly and spoke on condition of anonymity. The administration has promoted responsible actions to protect, protect uh, public health and safety and security when confronted by challenges like a deadly pandemic and foreign attacks on our elections, the official said. Our constant view remains that social media platforms have a critical responsibility to take account of the effects that the platforms are having on American people. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about that. I don't know if that's the, the platform's job. To take account of the effects of people, eh, I mean it's a philosophical debate you have you'll have people I agree with and disagree with take the same stance on that. they'll say it is there it is they do have a responsibility to the people on that platform, and they'll say, Hey, you know it shouldn't be any rainbow stuff, and you'll say somebody say, Hey." We do think they have a responsibility. There should be rainbow stuff, so it's dicey. I say, man, you gotta just let that shit ride, man. I think you gotta let it go. I don't know. If, I don't know if you can try and conduct morality. I think you gotta like. I think you gotta find another way. You know, I would fucking put it in. If China does it in the algorithm, they don't. They don't put stupid stuff in the algorithm. They, you know, they, they, the stuff that they put for their kids is like kids doing math, kids being good at computers. That's what's in their algorithm. Right? That's what's in their algorithm. So you could just, they downrank everything else. But again, it just comes back to I'm still controlling what people think and see. It's dicey, man. It's dicey. Hmm. Said the ruling. Hold on, let me finish. Let me finish last piece of chicken, man. I ain't eat all day. I apologize, man. Three or one, three or four in the room. Raid coming on Rumble. Raid coming on Rumble. We see what's going on. And we're going to take callers, 202-596-5631, 202-596-5631. So as the ruling listed, several government agencies, including the Department of Health and Human Services and, frankly, Beverly Institute, that are prohibited by the injunction from discussions with social media companies aimed at encouraging, pressuring, or inducing any manner um the removal, deletion, suppression or reduction of content containing free speech containing protected free speech, I'm sorry the other mentions uh, by name several officials including Health and Human Services Secretary Xavier Becerra Department of Homeland Security Alejandro Mayorkas and others now there's a bunch of people on this list and um I can find it rather quickly. I should probably show that to you. Hold on. Let me show you. Because there's um, a lot of people are blocked, including our press secretary. Our press secretary is literally blocked from colluding with social media. Literally. 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 Hold on. Where is it? There it is is this it no that's not it that's IRS whistleblowers we got man I'm telling you man it's so much dirt going around did I pass it shout out to Jabari shout out Jabari Jason Rose everybody that keeps us up to date on all these topics um Where is it? Where is it? Is it? Um, it might be. It might be in the other folder. Hold on, it might be in the other folder. Nah, I wouldn't be in this folder. This is the other folder. Hold on, I'll find it. I'll find it. Um. Oh shit! Hold on. Wait. Segway. Hold on. Let me. Let me. Let me pull this up because Wendy O just went in Wendy O just went in on um Let's see Oh uh... Let me see Mm. Damn, I don't know. I might not be able to find it, but there's in the in the filing for this case. No, that's not it. Was a bunch of names, and and the press secretary is one of them that is blocked. If somebody could send that to me, that would be dope. And I thought I put it in the bag. Here, I, I know, I know, I know how to find it. Hold on. I know how to find it. Hold on. Hold on. Let's go here, 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 here. Um, what's today the fifth, right? And this happened yesterday? Mmm. Anyway, it doesn't matter. As long as you guys know, there is a list. I thought I saved it. I thought I saved the. I thought I saved that list. I'll check one more plot spot. Um, Yeah, no, it's not in there. Damn it. Damn it. Why not save that? Anyway, let's go to, let's go to Wendy Yo, and we're going to open up the phone lines. Says here, um, unmarried and childless women have no business speaking on relationships. Oh, my God. <laughs> She's saying this in regards to Pearlie. Wow. It's as dangerous as consuming porn as a man. Unrealistic expectations with a full reality. Divorce sucks, but it happens. Do your best. Work it out as long as no abuse occurred. Damn, Wendy. Wendy going off. Wendy's going off. All right, let's go to the, let's go to the uh let's go to the phone lines. 202-596-5631. 202-596-5631. We're going to take callers right now. I'll be back after the commercial break.
1: Yeah, I can try to get that handled for you. Again, it's only my second day, so if you can give me a second. I tell you how i am supposed to do this? How the hell are we supposed to do this by 5 o'clock? I have no clue. Is yet. that possible? Hey, do you have the password to. How'd you finish all your work already?
10: He's not tapped in. Mm-mm.
1: How'd you get that done so quick?
9: <laughs> they think they're gonna be able to budget that? <laughs> it's money. That's money right there. You <laughs>
1: You guys finished your work six
2: hours early?
9: He's not tapped in.
2: Trouble make a joint on the line. What up, bro? What's on your mind, bro?
5: I was actually the one who sent you the uh, Tom Fitton um with the with the um filing in it. Oh
2: you sent that to me?
5: Know. Yeah it's Tom Fitton from um Judicial Watch.
2: Oh, hold on, let me go to your thing then. I know I saw it. Where is it? Well, I can't find it now. Hold on. Where you at? Where you at? Where you at? Where you at?
5: I'm probably so bad.
2: <laughs> send send that send that link over again. I'll bring it up. Yeah, the baby will here. Uh, I don't know why, um you talking about from the filing?
5: Yeah, the filing is in the Tom Fitton uh, report or Tom Fitton tweet. I
2: it's at the bottom Tom.
5: of
2: Tom What? watch. I used to Tom Tom what?
5: Fittin, Fitton. F-I-T-T-O-N. And that's Tango Tango.
2: Oh, okay, Tom Fitton. That's who it was. Alright, hold on. Hmm. <laughs> No, nah, I don't think this was, this wasn't it. This is, this is no, what I saw. Or maybe, you have to click maybe, it maybe it was, a. Uh, you sent it to my DMs?
5: No, no, no. At the bottom of the t- that tweet, he what has tweet? the filing. Has to open up the filing.
2: What t- at the bottom of it's what t- tweet?
5: Uh, the bottom of Tom Fitton's one. Um, it's the one that says, new federal court. Oh, so give me a second here. So there's glare on the phone, I have to move it. Uh new federal court and then my phone locks. God damn it. Yeah, it says New Federal Court ties big tech censorship to Biden White House is the what it says on it. But at the all the way at the bottom of that tweet, I'll actually just send you the tweet right now, instead of actually me over top of it. Yeah.
2: Where is that? I don't uh, see it.
5: So send it right, so right now. So they are directing your messages so you, you know a new DM so you know you see it for sure Yeah, the new DMs now should be Still. Yeah. Um okay, all the way at the bottom they add the link to the um, filings. It's like or 120 pages or whatever
2: Oh Here it goes Here we go Here we go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hold up. Yeah, that's the problem. Where's the, uh, wait, no, that's not it. Is it at the bottom?
5: Yeah, at the bottom of the tweet, there's a link. You have to open up the link and it's PDF.
2: Okay, I got it. Oh, we got the whole thing. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yep. Yeah, this is what I'm looking for. So we got oh,
5: we that for ya.
2: Got Joseph R. Biden, Kareem Jean Pierre, Vivek Murphy, uh Becerra's in there. We are. Damn, so he got he got he's part of the gag. Mallorcas. <laughs> United States Census Bureau. Cisa's in here. Wow, yeah. So this this is this is it right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah everyone, let me go ahead and retweet that. Y'all yeah, can go to my Twitter account if y'all looking for this. I'm gonna retweet it right now, and then y'all have um y'all have access to that.
5: Now, going to the tweet about today's show, I actually put one on there. It's a book called uh, "Conclusions and Recommendations." It comes from 1933. Uh I'm just going to put a picture I put in there. In order that the individual teacher, out of loyalty to the supreme ideal of social science instruction, may be protected against the assault of ignorant majorities, heresy-hunting minorities, and all self-constituted guardians of public morals and thought, the profession as a whole must make provision for the review of controversies thus arising by trade uh, specialists, competent to pass judgment upon the scholarship. Subject matter and manner of presentation in question.
2: Where you get that from?
5: Uh it's a book called uh that's um Carnegie Foundation spend to have three hundred thousand in nineteen thirty four to have this book put out. It's called um it's from the American Historical Association. It was definitely covered in the um it was covered in the research uh, Research, you know, in Congress. Yeah. It was, uh, so that's just one of the things that's covered in there. Um, Norman Dodd and Charlotte, it's a bite.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: Uh, they both said that was the most significant um, piece of literature that everyone would need to read, and Norman Dodd was the lead investigator in the Reese report.
4: Yeah.
5: So, again, too, um, you know, just uh, everyone, uh, I would say everyone needs to look into um, the Dodd report if you don't have the time to read the 2,000-page Reese report. But mm-hmm. if you read that part, you'll see that um, groups like NAACP, ACLU, um, ADL were all started as part of the uh, foundations so that they can destroy individualism and create collectivism within the USA. Hmm. Hmm. Yep. And then, you know, they were getting too hot, so uh, someone actually shut down the whole Congress investigation, you
4: know? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
5: Yeah. that. Okay. Okay. So everyone needs to look into that, you know. For yeah, their I
2: appreciate own that. <laughs> yeah, man. Appreciate that. Thank you, Jonah. You are the man, bro.
5: Yeah, yeah. And, hey, happy Independence Day. I don't give care if it's the fourth or just, uh, the fifth or the sixth or whatever, you know. But, um, like you said, they can tell you not to use a word, and then you destroy people's thoughts, right? So yeah. everyone needs to say happy Independence Day or, you know, enforce that you're independent every day so people actually stand up and uh, – you know they don't trust the science. They they actually realize that they're being poisoned, like in 1976.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Appreciate you, man. Happy Fourth and all that, yo. Happy Independence Day. I
5: mean, yeah, yeah. Have, have, hope that belt. yo?
2: John on the chicken.
10: <laughs> Call from
2: Goldstein. Goldstein, what up, man? What's
10: happening? <laughs>
2: Right on for Letting Me Cook earlier. Oh, yeah. she. Uh, wait, what? Who? Oh, right oh, Letting You Cook. The- oh, yeah. Yo, listen, bro. You were snapping, man.
7: Yeah, man. I'm tired of these motherfuckers, bro. Ain't nobody doing the right thing, no goddamn more. So, shit. Motherfuckers need to hear that.
4: Hmm. Huh? Mm.
7: I'm tired. Of, look, your teacher was touching all over that. The, the, the one that you guessed. She was all over that. She was talking about, you know, we need to defund X, and it's government unions that are fucking pushing, you name, you name it, and they're at the center of it. You know what I mean? Yep. Oh, so, I mean, where they get the money? She said it herself, from taxpayers.
4: You know. Yep. So
7: you have some. You 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 have some say. It may not be a lot, and it might be dwindling by the motherfucking day. But you still have some say, if it, at the very least. That type of showing, where motherfuckers are like, nah, that type of showing might at least get a motherfucker a seat at the table to discuss some shit.
4: Yeah.
7: But as the days go by, I'm starting to find that harder and harder to harder and harder to reconcile. Like, because they, they they doing some crazy shit to further the agenda, and it's costing a lot of lives and a lot of dollars. But you know, the further you let them motherfuckers walk down that road, the the, the, the more likely it is to where when you finally do buck up, they're just be like, well, lay your ass down there.
4: You <laughs> know what I'm saying? Yeah.
7: So, I mean, we might still be at a fucking point where it'll get a voice at the table. You know, motherfuckers might be willing to listen to some reason, it, even if it ain't a whole lot, and it'll stave some of the bullshit off. You never know. But you got to try to find out shit.
2: Mm, mm, mm. nah man you know i appreciate your message i appreciate rebecca's message and and y'all had the platform cooking a day man really did really did
7: she was on point
2: she was on point yeah she was was
7: white or was she black was she a light skin who that woman yeah
2: oh you didn't see her face
7: i didn't see her face because i was just listening
2: oh she was uh a white woman
7: Oh, okay. Okay. Well, either way, it don't matter.
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah that was a white woman. Uh, she was cool as shit. She was cool as shit.
7: I can tell you what she wasn't. Wasn't no goddamn pearly things. <laughs> That's what.
2: <she> <laughs> but uh, what do you think about that curly clip, man? The
7: the the who pearly man? Listen, I don't like that broad. Okay. You don't. I want to get clear. I don't like her.
2: Why you don't like Pearlie? Huh? Why you don't like Pearlie?
7: I don't like I don't like her message. I should say I should take that back. I don't like her her approach to what she she goes about doing. But okay, her I, I disagree with Wendy O on the fact that if your message is sound, it shouldn't matter what mouth is coming out of. You know, Hitler liked fucking animals. He loved animals. Yeah. Okay. You could you could be right hundred percent. On one thing and wrong a hundred percent on another if yeah. you it, it's the message that should be judged, yeah and a lot of what she says is correct, it doesn't matter if she ain't married, it doesn't matter if she don't got kids. If the messaging is correct, then you should support the messaging,
4: mm. but
7: what she fucks up, and what what I fucking don't like about her is she wants you to support her. she don't give a damn about the messaging. <laughs> She don't give a damn about the message. She utilizes the messaging, which is correct, in an attempt to get motherfuckers to support her. It shouldn't even be about you. We shouldn't even know your goddamn name, really, mm. if you really about that life. Mm. Look at all the bras that, 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 that was on the, on the videos that uh, Bryson Gray had going out when he was talking about the, the wives taking care of the house and shit, and, and it went TikTok viral. He had a whole bunch of broads out there cleaning the houses and all the shit you say that they ain't doing. They those women were doing it. They were supporting the message, promoting the message. We don't know not one of them. Because they never made it a fucking about them. Mm. And that's what she does too much of. It's about her. And that's where I break ranks with her ass. And a lot of the other grifters. (laughs) No?
2: Well, they all doing it. I just, you know, I just think she needs to be a little bit more composed in these interviews, man. Because when that lady hit her with the zinger, that lady hit her with the zinger and said, you know, you're not even a virgin. She was like, wait, what do you mean? It's like, what? You know what she means.
7: Yeah. Her answer was, wait, wait, what? What? (laughs) (laughs) That's not a good answer ever. Mm. Wait, what? No. That's not a good answer. You need to stay on messaging. But that's what happens when you ain't really about the message. Right. You just get fluked. Yeah. Look at this fat dude. the Black dude. You
2: what you think about him? him? You think he on the spectrum?
7: They was, talking them, they was calling him Uncle Artef. Someone, i seen someone <laughs> call him Uncle Artef. <laughs> this is not autistic, bro. He ain't autistic. Let me tell you something. This nigga is one of Langley's finest. <laughs> you want to know what the finishing move was? It was right there on display in that video. The name of it is I'm going to make as many black conservatives look even more ridiculous than they already do. That's the name of his finishing (laughs) move. That's it right there. That nigga will be at every goddamn rally. He will be at every motherfucking, uh, 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 whatever, whatever the fuck they hold him with TPUSA and the rest of the like, he will be at all of them. He will become the face of the goddamn operation without anybody really saying, uh, uh, or, or, or opposing it in any way because the red whites love that type of nigga and the motherfuckers on the other side, the blacks, the black whites, or the black, with the red blacks, you know what I mean? They're just gonna, they're just gonna ride with him because he got a black face. I'm talking about the Rousseau's and all these other motherfuckers like, look at this nigga, look at this nigga, another black shit win and all this other bullshit. <laughs> Meanwhile, that nigga's Sitting, sitting back, collecting fat check, uh, checks from the CIA as a goddamn insurgent. Mm. Best believe it. That's insurgent tactics right there. Let's make this faction of motherfuckers look stupid as shit. I wouldn't be surprised if some shit came out about them that they can just tag on all black conservatives mm. in the in in the in the coming months. Fuckers reading up the script sound like he's in a hostage situation. Ridiculous. And I don't know. I don't know. That's, that, that. But that's the type of time they on these days. You know what I mean? They They want to give you the face of the operation. That's all what NCAA, or what is it, what the NAACP, that's what they was with the Rosa Parks. They want the face of the operation. That shit ain't changed. That shit ain't stopped. They continue to do that shit to this day.
9: Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. I be trying to get people to realize that, but I gave up a long time ago.
7: Man. And I think it's kind of funny on this Biden ruling, too. It's funny timing, considering that when you uh, think about these fools are on the way out and who's going to be on the way in, and it kind of restricts them from doing a lot of necessary weeding. You know what I mean? Because there is some necessary weeding that needs to be done. This society went from liberty to libertinism real quick.
4: Mm. You
7: no, know, and and there's some necessary weeding that has to be done if you want to save the fucking republic. You mm. said it yourself, constitutional rights need to be suspended to some degree if you want to fucking save this shit. Yeah. Right? But yeah, then well, this, we, ruling yeah. Comes out. this ruling comes out when they know Biden and his administration is on the way out and one of these Republican administrations is on the way in. You know? Right. So yeah, now you're handcuffed for at least four years. You ain't able to do a goddamn thing by way of writing the ship. Mm-hmm. So, that's how I see this fucking funny-ass ruling. And also, my, my last thing, motherfuckers need to leave Vivek alone, bro. I'm going to tell you why.
9: Uh-oh,
2: here we go.
7: Vivek ain't running for president. Vivek is running for a cabinet seat in the next presidency. He knows goddamn well he can't win. But if niggas keep playing with him, he's going to be DeSantis' fuck these niggas are, Guaranteed. Mm. Because he's got that type of mentality. He brought it over from wherever the fuck you came from for that caste system. I'm upper crust looking ass, motherfucker. And the rest of you are underneath me. So make no mistake about it. If DeSantis wins, he's already on that type of time. Vivek is going to be in his cabinet. and He's going to head up the whole goddamn wing of fuck these niggers. Because that's what he's already on. It's their culture. It's this. It's this. It's a whole bunch of scientific bullshit that he could point to to justify legislating niggers into the gulag. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. That's how I see Vivek and his whole goddamn campaign. He ain't running for president. He's running for a cabinet seat. Trump already singing his praises. But either way, either one of them motherfuckers win, Trump or DeSantis, he's a shoe in He's a shoe in for the cabinet. He got all these bright ideas about how to fix culture. Man, you better get your ass back over there into that ganji, nigga. (laughs) Go wash yourself with some peas. Or do something. Whatever the fuck it is y'all got going on. I don't know. But yeah. That nigga coming for niggas' heads if y'all keep playing. He the first one on the chopping block is that broad from the from the Breakfast Club too. Mm. She finna catch she the catch hell. Mm. Yeah. i
2: I'm, I'm, I'm i might do a review on the um Breakfast Club.
7: All right. Well, just keep in mind what I'm saying.
2: <laughs> I'm gonna go in though. I'm gonna go if I see something suspect. You know I'm gonna go in.
7: Hell yeah, fuck it. Hell yeah, don't let these motherfuckers, don't let any type of prospect of, of, of harm or any type of motherfucking anything like that keep you from doing the right goddamn thing. Big fan. You know I mean that goes everybody listening. Like that teacher said, stand up, don't be scared, bust motherfuckers' heads if you need to. God damn it, because this is this, that this time. It's the season of the strong man. Only them going to survive. Yeah. You hold a because I got an adoption coming right now.
2: Yeah, I appreciate you, man.
7: All right, bro. You uh, did that. All
2: right, who's build. Hotel Ghost yeah, on the jacket. Spitting that hot fire. Dave Murdoch, what up, man? Um, who in this community or close to it is doing game streams? Yeah, if y'all doing game streams, holla at David Murdoch, man. Dave, when does the game drop? When is the game drop?
6: Call from K
2: K on the line. K, what up, yo?
6: What's up? Um, I'm getting through this day because I took my master focus. Everybody get on that subscription. Get that monthly subscription because it's going to help you.
2: We appreciate you. We appreciate you. What's on your mind, love?
6: So I was thankful that over the weekend I was able to talk to my sister who was a former scientist who is now a doctor. And um, she's slowly getting red pill to the medical industry. A lot of this stuff she didn't even know because she had questions about um, a certain injection. And they're not even letting the doctors, um, they're not even giving the doctors the answers.
2: The COVID-19 vaccine?
6: Yes. Yes. They're not even giving the doctors yet. They had to push it. Um, I was showing her um, information about Fauci and his involvement and I kind of woke her up which was pretty awesome what she does with the information I hope she takes it you know and uses it and kind of goes to research it more but yes with everything that's going on and her not being able to question anything a little light in her head is finally going off Mm. Mm. because she was all about, you know, trust the science, trust the science. But I told her, I said, you used to be a science, a scientist. I said, if you just trusted just one thing and didn't explore it any further and let it evolve, it would have been the same thing going on today. No, no evolving, nothing like that. And she's like, yeah, you're right. So, Mm. Mm, mm. Yeah, it's crazy. And then with, um, you know, I know that you brought up pearly things and all that stuff, but then it makes me look at all these influencers on social media, especially the ones that are um, quote unquote fitness um, social media stars or whatever. I'm sorry, but I don't want anybody under 40 telling me how the fuck to work out when your metabolism is way different than mine. And it's like, you don't know the background of anybody's health. You don't know the story. There could be underlying causes that they need to take care of first before they lose weight plus your system changes when you get older so all this oh you could do this and look like me and all that stuff it, shut the fuck up mm. and i i see it from a lot of people too and it, it's just like okay you keep on saying that when you're in your 40s and your 50s keep on trying to do what you do don't change anything let's see how you feel then you know you can it's just not this one size fits all and i think that's the problem with american society nowadays is it's this one solution should fit all and especially in med- medicine too one solution fits all and it's not the case everybody's body is different everybody has a different makeup or whatever when it comes to even medicine medicine affects a person's body so it's like you know just saying one thing oh yeah that's gonna solve everything it's like no you need to do some research into your body kind of what you can handle and what you cannot and go from there Mm
4: -hmm.
6: if you make a strong foundation then you can build a stronger infrastructure but if you don't have that strong foundation everything's gonna crumble and then you wonder why don't you look like this person and that person on instagram who's flexing for money so basically an internet prostitute but that's just my thing
2: Yeah, we appreciate you going off, Kay. <laughs>
6: and I also wanted to add, let this be Goldstein July. Oh, I want to see more July. videos. <laughs> I want to see more videos from Old Hol- Hol- Goldstein because that one that he brought up, oh, my gosh, you know, and he is consistently putting down facts. So let's all put in hashtag Goldstein July. <laughs> Goldstein
2: July. <laughs> All right, we're going to see That's cool. good. I right, appreciate you, love.
6: Hold up and build.
2: Gold from Goldstein. How, I'm trying to think of a name. <clears throat> Gold from Goldstein. Golden. I don't know, it's, something, it's some play in there. It's some play in there. Um, J.A., she said, hey, J., what's your email for uh, Clinton Gutfell syscoin? Hold up Jesus at Gmail. Send it what that Jesus at Gmail. Man, call has been hot. Who this?
10: Call from Tanata Science
2: Guy. is Science Guy.
10: I'm good, what's good, man?
2: What's good, bro? How you, man?
10: I'm good, man. How you?
2: Life is fucking great, man. It's fucking great.
10: That's what's up. That's what's up. Yo, that lady you had on earlier was her name, Rebecca Friedrich? Yeah. spitting, spitting, bro. Like, I'm seeing her listening to the shit she's saying about um how, like, the politics gets into the unions and the PTAs because they got to comfort the children. First, she's absolutely correct, man, because I see it on the collegiate level. I see it with my students. Mm. And I think back on the times when, you know, I was in middle school, I was in um elementary school. And our teachers are on our ass. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. wasn't none of this, you know, participation, trophy culture. You know, we they were pushing us to to really get and maximize the best that we could out of our education, even for the special ed kids, man. Like, even for you know, the special needs children, the behavioral disorder children, like whatever, whatever, the ADA, ADHD children, all of that, they were still trying to trying to push you to get everything that you could out of the out of the educational experience. And I think a lot of it was because so I went to basically all black elementary school and middle school. And I actually went to middle school with my stepmom. So it was like and she was she was she was a special ed teacher and she ended up going to be an assistant principal and a principal. So Obviously, education was a big thing in my house, but even looking at how she treated the other kids, it was just like the whole culture was built around making sure that everybody that was in the educational lane did the best they could and put their best foot forward. I see these kids now, man, lazy, lazy as fuck, and they all fall back on the administration. And the administration enables them to have unlimited chances to do assignments have these ridiculous excuses to come back and do test-laying stuff. I remember. Wait, what? I'm sure you remember. Bro, so. What's this? Am- administration. COVID. What you mean? Okay, so basically we have, these, we have these things in place where, well, it's not necessarily we have these things in place, but because of the way money gets handed out to the different departments in the universities and stuff, they only care about numbers. They don't really care about whether or not the kids are actually learning. So it's like they basically pull up a spreadsheet, see who's graduating, and what graduation rates they're coming through at, and like what are the pass-fail rates for individual classes, right? Mm-hmm. So we sit, they, look, they look at this data, and then they decide like how the schools are going to be funded based off of that. If your numbers are low, your funding goes down. Mm-hmm. So that results in a culture of just trying to get the numbers up and not making sure that the kids actually learn. So that's feeding into the communism and the socialism that this lady was talking about earlier, where now you have all of these students where it's basically a race to the bottom, right? Mm. You're always going to have your top performers, right? You're always going to have the people that are going to make the A's because they're just that driven. They have the resources. They're going to go to med school, blah, 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 blah. But the problem is, and this is why I keep telling people about why it's so bad that we don't have clear-cut um, we don't have clear-cut, like, markers of where people are at average is such a large range now. The people that used to be at the top of the average you used to be able to English, e- easily distinguish between them because there were clear grade cutoffs. Now, average extends so far low that it goes down to below failing. So now the people that are at the top average in, like, so, let's say, like, your C plus um, C students, they're in the same range as the d minuses and the d pluses and that's not how this stuff is supposed to work because it doesn't benefit the people that are at the top and so what ends up happening is the people that are at the top of the average they say well fuck it if i'm gonna get the same grade this person over here is getting and they don't come to class i'm not going to come to class either so now the average because you've extended the average range you've also driven the average down so now you're starting to see how nobody really wants to work for the things that they get in these classes. And that's why you're seeing an overall decline in work quality. you're seeing an overall decline in student engagement because everything is just turned into a number. It doesn't have anything to do with whether or not we're actually giving these kids a quality education. We're teaching the things they're supposed to. They're more concerned about the social the social aspects and the politics of school than they are with actually learning the information. So when this lady was talking earlier, man, she was speaking to my soul because I'm sitting here thinking, that I'll be sitting there thinking this stuff to myself all the time, like, bro, how do I, like, how do I balance the fact that yes, as a professor, I have to make sure that our department gets the funding it's supposed to get while also making sure that these kids get a quality education or at least have some kind, of, they walk out of my class with some kind of life skills because it's like, bro, I have to interact with you on some level. You you are going to go out and fill some faith in society, some needed aspect of society that I eventually have to interact with. If I send you out unprepared, I'm messing myself up in the process because if I'm sending somebody out that I know is not prepared for the job that they're going to go do, that's when society breaks down. And that's why you're seeing a lot of these essential services that we have now Wait till these boomers start really retiring, right? Wait till these boomers start retiring and wait until they start selling their businesses off. It's going to be a lot of essential services that we have right now. They're going to go to shit because these people are not prepared. And they're not prepared because you have all of these socialist communist policies that encourage people to just barely do enough to get by. And then the thing that's really frustrating about it is then you, you then sit here and see they send you you know, they try to give you all these sob stories and stuff like, oh, I couldn't do this because of this. I couldn't do this because of that. But it's like, okay, you didn't tell me any of this at the beginning of the semester. Plus, you only came to class like three times this week, dog. <laughs> I, I see what you do. Like, you can't sit here and complain about the work being hard if you're not showing up to actually learn what's going on. You don't come to office hours. You don't do the homework on time. But now you want to send me an email at the end of the semester giving me a sob story. Like, bro, I don't want to hear that shit. <clears throat> like, I don't because... I understand what the struggle is when you're in school. Like, bro, I worked three jobs when I was in school. I worked three jobs when I was an undergrad. And I I, I majored in chemistry. I double minored in biology and communications, bro. I know what the struggle is to have to work and still go to school. I understand that. So I tell my students all the time, like, bro, just come to me up front. You know, just like let me know. Do you have any issues? Are you working? I will be reasonable. Like, I'm not trying to fail you. I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to put you in a position to get where you want to go because I had people that did that for me when I was in college, I wouldn't be where I'm at without some of my professors. When I got in my major classes, man, they helped me get scholarships. They helped me get into research. They knew how much work I was doing, like on the side. So they got me jobs at school. So it's like, you got to let people know like what you're dealing with. And, but you also have to be willing to help yourself. People are, are much more willing to help you when they see you putting the work in because they know like, all right, this is worth investing my time in. But I'm going to be honest, man, because because of what she said, she's talking about how all this stuff is starting at the school level, it's getting to a point that it's hard to invest that kind of time into our students because they don't care. But they've been put into a society, they've been put into a frame where it's like, it starts so early in school that it's okay to just do the bare minimum. It's okay to just You know, ask for unlimited extensions. And like she was saying, you know, now you have the kids that have no restraint running the classroom. So now the kids that actually want to learn, they're being distracted by the kids that don't have no home training. So it's a lose lose situation for everybody. It's a lose lose. It's a lose situation for the children that are actually trying to learn. It's definitely a lose situation for the unruly children that are controlling the classroom and then it ends up being a losing situation for us because these are the people that matriculate through these systems they eventually get to college they have no idea what the fuck they're doing and then we just pass them on because we're trying to because we're trying to, to fill a quota because we're trying to get funding so this whole system like everything that she was talking about everything that she was saying from the, from the bottom up she was 100 correct and like people really do need to be um cognizant of that and like you know y'all know y'all doing the homeschool initiative big ups to that like but people really got to be more you you have you are you're going to have to enforce the standard outside of school schools are not setting the standard anymore average average is failing just period point blank if if your students are average if your kids are average they're failing period because average is staying so far low below what it used to be that if you are average a c plus student is the same as a d minus student that's not the boat that you want your kids to be in. That's not the boat that you want to that you want to, to have your kids aim for. you got to have them aim for something higher because if they don't, man, we we already see what's happening, and it's going to get worse with the coming years because this is not something that we're going to be able to turn around within the next year or two. This is going to take at least five to ten years for people to actually come out of this program and really start to enforce a standard, but it's got to start at the community level.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i load the clip on him
10: bro that <laughs> man when i said earlier she had the doors of the church open man i was just there like bro this lady is speaking to my spirit man like she she done articulated everything that i've thought to myself about higher education and even like lower and middle grade education because even we're doing some volunteer opportunities with some of these kids it's like man like these kid's and some of it is just because they don't have the resources. Like, they don't have the resources. Then you don't have the family structure at home. And then you have these these teacher unions that are teaching them, that are forcing these teachers to teach them garbage. And, like, you know, you worry more about gender identity than, than learning how to do basic math. It's like, y'all know more about, about gender affirming care than you know about damn algebra, bro. And it's just like, yes, they're, yes, all high-level math, you don't need to be functional in society. But if you want to do anything that has any kind of bearing on society as far as creation you got to know some kind of higher level math, bro a lot of my students don't even know how to do algebra i'm sitting here doing math problems on the board and it's like okay y'all know how to do this i just get the most blank stares i'm like bro how the hell did you make it to college and you don't know how to do algebra how did you make it into chemistry and you don't know how to do algebra bro like how, like how does that even happen but everybody can tell me what their pronouns are and all this other shit. and it's just like look man i respect all that i respect you thinking what you want to and being a human being I'm not going to encroach on your space but there is a problem when we know that there are 40, 50, 100 different genders but you can't tell me how to do a binomial math equation that's a problem that's a huge problem that's something that we really got to tackle and we really got to be real about
2: you motherfuckers don't know your binomials (laughs) (laughs) y'all know y'all binomials man oh man Yo, listen, you know, I homeschool, I told my I told my son straight like this. I'm like, yeah, you know you can finish school this year. He like, what you mean? I'm like, yo, if you just learn all the maths, like I could hand you an Algebra 1 book, an Algebra 2 book, a Calc book, you know what I mean, Advanced Calc book, Pre-Calc book. If you do them all, then you know them all. Trigonometry, geometry, right? Then you know right. them all. You just got to be sitting there doing the math problems, right? So I'm like, you yep. technically you could, if you aced the math, you'd be on TV. <laughs> if you just yep. finished yep. your math That's book, you'd be on TV. They'd be like, "Yo, this kid knows all the fucking math. So he's ready for fucking college math," right?
10: That's the fact. That's the fact, man. It's just
2: how bad do you want it, and do you really want to sit down and write grind and 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 put in that grind to just get, knock it out the way?
10: Exactly, because all math is at the end of the math is practice. Like literally, there there is nothing there is nothing that's so abstract about math that if you do not practice it consistently that you will not get it. Calculus, differential equations, it doesn't matter what the math is, as long as you practice it, you will eventually learn how to do it. It's all practice. It's all practice. So when somebody tells me that ain't good, they ain't good at math, that instantly says to me, Oh, you're just lazy. Because all you gotta do is sit here and practice the problems. Like the people telling me they not good at man, that's a clear sign It's like, Alright, I just can't take you seriously because you're not even you're not even about that life of practice. Like you're on know some Allen Iverson shit. Like mm. practice? Like mm. like we talk about practice, but y'all can't get in the games either. Mm. So it's like And they so and then by the written. time they
2: get to, you know, doing uh, you know, chemistry calculations, it's it's gonna come down to the same thing. The practice of the, of exactly. the, of the, of the same calculations. Exactly.
10: Exactly, exactly. Look, man, participation trophy culture, all of this, you know, the this, this socialist, communist uh, policies and, you know, pushing this gender identity crap, bro, like, it's, it's really, which, again, people be who they want to as long as you're not infringing on what I got going on, but I have an issue with it when I have to come to you for an essential service, you can tell me more about your pronouns, you can tell me more about how to fix, fix this, this this microwave, or you know, program this code, or like why like why something is bugging out? Like I don't need to know about what you do socially. I need to know that you can do your job. And if you're not if you're not stable enough or literate enough to be able to do your job, then like, what are we really doing here? Like where you're not able to provide essential services. you're not able to provide something to me that I need in society. But I, but you expect that from other people. Like, you expect other people to cater to you. You expect other people to respect what you have going on. But you don't even put in the work to make sure that you're a functioning part of society. So, mm-hmm. like, all this all this comes down to, like, this participation trophy culture. It's a lot of selfishness. And, and at the end of the day, it's a lack of work ethic. People don't want to work for shit no more, man. People want to do the bare minimum to get by and just go on to the next thing. But we encourage it we encourage you and again she was absolutely right when she said we're the ones that have to be brave we're the ones yes it's scary but you do have to stand up and and that is when you have to stand up when it feels very scary those are times you absolutely have to do it because those are the times where it's most critical and it's most dire and those are times when it really makes a difference
2: big facts big facts motherfucking Doctor. motherfucking dr tanai and shit <laughs> Yeah, I appreciate home. you, man. Ho-tap Call him whenever, but a hotel and built. I'll see a hotel con, bro.
10: Yes, sir, bro.
2: Caller's been on point today. Caller's been on point today. Shout out to Nah, man. He was going off. You could tell he was... He had his fire set by Rebecca. Rebecca was going him. Him. You know what I'm saying? Um... Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse <laughs> me. Mm. So, yeah, we're going to talk to Rebecca again sometime in the future. I love to. I love to partner with one of these companies. I'm going to have Leah reach out. See if we partner. Who's calling? Let's see who we got here. I think I saw uh, Renee. Call uh, from um, Rudy.
4: To
9: accept press call.
2: Yeah, you want to lie? my hotel Jesus? What up, man? What's up, man? What's good, y'all?
9: I'm just trying to figure out why everybody's shot while we're being dumbed down. Like it's a surprise. Oh, shit. More facts on the line. You know what? <laughs> what you talking about? How, how the last caller was saying that the kids don't know anything. They come to college and they're not prepared. This is not a accident. This is by design. Oh. Mm. This is social promotion reaching the collegiate level. Mm. Remember when we were in high school, the kid, they, they made sure every kid walked across the stage and mm. got a piece of rolled-up paper? Yeah. So their parents could be proud and say, oh, my baby graduated. Yeah. You know, but they didn't know, they on the third grade or the reading level or fourth grade reading level, you couldn't flunk the kids. No, kid, no, no kids oh,
2: no, no kid left like back or some shit like
9: that? Yeah. Right. So my parents are both educators, they used to gripe about this because in one semester you couldn't give a child lower than a 60. Mm -hmm. Even if they did 0% of the work, you couldn't couldn't give them nothing lower than a 60. So then a kid can figure that out and say, okay, I'm not going to do anything this semester and then bust my ass and at least get an 80 and average out to a 70 and I'll pass the class. Mm -hmm. This is the same thing that's happening in colleges right now. And the college, the collegiate system, is a growth industry. This is where it messed up at, because they just like the uh, industrial prison, industrial complex. We'll make build the prisons and have the beds, and you give us the prisoners. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing now with colleges. We'll build the dorms, and you just make sure they're filled. So we got a bunch of people that are not prepared for college in the first place, but it's by design, because if you're tall attractive you know what i'm saying have a of personality you'll make it in life as a c student this is america mm. that's a given look at all these girls on instagram you know what i'm saying they <laughs> they dumb as a box of rocks but they got a nice ass and a nice rat you know what i'm saying and guys are going to hire them to keep them around the office to look at and and they flirt with their professors and they get and they get promoted this is the, this is the design because they say we can put you in front of ChatGPT, a person asks you a question, you type it in the computer, you give them the an answer, they're satisfied because they had an interaction with an attractive person. We got more in sales than ever, so they're saying nobody's going in and saying, "Oh, I want a, I want a, uh, you know, a high-level professional." No, it's all about experience. Hmm
2: well i so think all, I think the... I think I think the people that spoke today know this was by design, though like tonight knows it's not an accident, you know what I mean, um, the lady before she knows it's not an accident miss uh Ms. Rebecca they they know it's not an accident. I think right. what they're doing is they're bearing witness to the symptoms of the disease now,
9: but if the kids aren't ready, and I'm not saying they don't, I'm just saying like if this is the magic. It's you know it lulls you to sleep and you know and to figure this out. But look at the music. We went through this with music a long time ago with the dumbed down rap. Everything is dumbed down because they want us to be animals. Mm. The only thing to separate us from being animals is being conscious in the moment, and they want you to go with the pleasure. You know that's why we have obesity at all time high because it tastes good, it feels good. You see what I'm saying? It's not like oh I'm conscious, I'm be conscious. I'm going to be aware of my calorie intake. I'm going to be aware of how much water I drink, exercise, and these kind of things. It's no, I'm going to go do what I want to do, and you give me a drug (laughs) that allows me to stay in shape while I do what I want to do. And the government says, deal. Hmm. We got you. Eat what you want to eat. Do what you want to do. Contract any disease you want to contract, and we got something for you. So that's the point I'm trying to make, but if this is America... And at the end of the day, attractive people. There's a certain thing is pretty privilege. There's a certain thing is yes. attractive privilege. Yes. And these people are going to be all right because they go to school, and the deciding factor in college now is not grades; it's your ability to network. When you get into school and you meet the right people, they can say, "Hey, go intern here with my guy. I've done this." I've had people call me and say, hey, my nephew, he's graduating. Can you, can you fast track his, uh, his resume yeah. to HR? absolutely. Sure. So it's not about grades. It's never been about grades. Most of the jobs you get are because of friends you know. Right. And that's what, that's what separates you know, the win from the losers. And I had to say that, but we, if you lack social skills, I don't care how smart you are. There's a lady at the Walmart around here. She has like six degrees and she works at Walmart because she has no social skills. <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. I mean, like, just think about the interview process. The interview process is nothing but a conversation. They don't sit you down with math problems and say, solve them. You know what I'm saying? Like, basically, I've been, I've been on the other side of the table hiring people. At the end of the day, it's like, do we like that person or not? Do we want to have to look at this person every five days a week or not? Right. And that's what it basically boils down to. So all of this thing about education and everything like this, they want dumb, controllable people because who wants a person in the office is going to be asking questions. I'm coming around. I'm bringing this home. (laughs) So you got to follow me. Mm -hmm. The people in decision-making positions, they want you to be flawed they want you to be, you know, oh, I got to go along and get along so I can hold on to, hold on to this job. Because if you're the type of person that's capable, you can say, you know what? I don't like what's going on here. I'm going to leave. Mm-hmm. And if everybody did that, then you're saying the whole this whole rules will fall apart. But everybody in decision-making positions do what? rubber stamp it. Because they don't want to make any waves because they don't want people to find out. They really don't know what the hell they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's only the really smart people that question things in an office setting because they know, you know, I can walk out of here and walk into another door and get a job. Gotcha. And that's the, that's, that's the last person you want to hire if you're trying to have complete control. Mm. You Just want... like John Paul, whatever her name is. You know what I'm saying? They picked her to be an idiot because she's good at being an idiot. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You talking about you
2: jean carine uh, jean, Pierre?
9: Yeah, you couldn't get can't. a capable, qualified person to get there and do what she does? Mm. You, you couldn't, because they're like, I'm not going to read that. It made me look stupid. <laughs> but if you're just happy to be in the room, you're happy to go along to get along, and this goes feeds right into the affirmative action thing. They want the dumb black people. Mm. Mm. Because they, they when you want affirmative them. action token, you'll say and do anything to keep your job. Affirmative actions for the house niggas. I, I yeah, master, we sick, we sick, master. <laughs> you know they have no whatever master tell us to do. We gonna tell. We gonna do. We don't even question it. Mm. Mm. And this is this is all by design.
2: How long has this been
9: persistent? This has been going on since at least the 80s. Mm. People act like this is something new. This is not new. But in the black community, we said this, like, you just, because I remember my dad say he was like, I don't care if you were 13 years old, if you couldn't read past the first grade level. When he was in school, you was in first grade. <laughs> so you got old enough to drop out. You but said you were, what you saying? were in he what? Up, he said when, when he was in school, mm-hmm. if you were at a first grade reading level, mm-hmm. I don't care if you're 13, you're going to stay in that class until you got old enough to drop out.
2: Oh, okay.
9: Damn. That's how it used to be. Right. If but you can't now, pass like, the test, like then
2: you just got to repeat.
9: Right. You got to repeat. Mm. I don't even is summer school even a thing anymore? Sometimes, Think about
2: yeah. It. Yeah. My kids was in summer school last year.
9: No, no, no. I'm not talking about that summer school. I'm talking about the when you fail regular school and you had to go to summer school. Yeah. To my, pass. Son,
2: my son was in summer school. Okay, yeah.
9: So I'm just saying, like, it used to be a thing, like, like when you used to fail people. Yeah. But now, but now but they sons, don't but, fail but, kids but, anymore.
2: But, but, but my sons went to a special school, though.
9: That's my point. Yeah. I'm talking about Gen Pop. Nah, Everything nah, I'm talking nah, about nah, now is, is, is yeah, Gen Pop.
2: I, I ain't allowed my kids to go to Gen Pop.
9: But they, they but these so are people no that they're putting in colleges. I haven't heard of it yeah. because they give you like, like the last caller said, they give you every opportunity mm. to, you know, what I'm saying to pass. Well, you write a paper or do this assignment or do this or do that, you know, and then they're okay. That's enough. We can we can squeeze you through, and you can you take the problem on to the next level, mm-hmm. and, and that's what teachers are doing. Is just like kick it down the line, kick the can down the road mm-hmm. until the until the child gets you know into college. And, you know, they can't even do basic, you know, college algebra. Right. It's like, what are you doing here? But then they say, oh, go into the social sciences, you know, where it's all about feeling. Right. Nothing that you have to prove. And if you're bad at math, you're bad at logic. Mm. And this is why a lot of these people are, you know, so are easy to dupe.
2: If you're bad at math, you're bad at logic.
9: Because all math is, is logic, right? Y'all are both sides of the equal sign. If you Mm -hmm. do this on this side, you got to do this on this side to counterbalance it. Mm -hmm. And that develops your brain to say, okay, if this is happening on this side, what's the counterbalance? Right. This is why the Hegelian dialectic works so well, because it's nothing but a math problem. What is the answer to a problem called solution? Yep, that's true. So you got the problem, you got the reaction, you got the solution. Yep. And that's why they can show you the solution and they show you the problem. But if you can't solve for the reaction, you're bad at math. Mm. Mm. Break it down. I'm I'm just going to give you some logic before I get out of here. Hunter, that wasn't how the bottom blow. That wasn't? No. Okay. Whose was it? You know how I know? If a man is bad enough to smoke cheese... He ain't forgetting no blow behind. Uh, you see how I just did that math? <laughs> uh, 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 That's not, not it right there. If you batted it, a, a smoker is not going to forget their stash. I'm telling
2: you. You <laughs> saying he's so much of a fiend, he never would have left his, his coke there.
9: But how many smokers you know? And when I say smoker, he's a smoker. By, I him mean, and by, his, I mean, by his definition.
2: I mean, he left his laptop at the, at the, what's name? At the, at the you computer can't store. not smoke a laptop. So you're saying because it's drugs, he would, that's the <laughs> one thing he wouldn't forget.
9: You can't, a smoker would not forget. They remember when somebody owed him a rock 20 years ago. Mm. Mm. You can't smoke a laptop. But it's I, so
2: he I, here's what smoke. I think he happened.
10: He smoked cheese. He smoked cheese. His, he his, 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 here's what
2: I, here's <laughs> what I was thinking. He went to go do a line and uh, uh, SS came walking around the corner. Secret Service came walking around the corner and he tried to hide. Tried to hide in the library. And that's when they caught the shit.
9: Mm, it feel like a setup to me. To set up. It feels like a setup to me. Mm. So who's who, it? Who don't make sense. It's too stupid to be stupid.
2: Who getting set up? Biden. Oh, Biden's getting set up. So somebody, why, plant, why so somebody you, planted cocaine news? in. Why would this make news? They they see so you trying to say they trying to bring down Biden.
9: They trying to put some dirt on him. That's all I know. So because his, figured, like the one thing he was strong on is his biggest weakness now. Yeah. Logically, that doesn't make you sense. Got, to you me. got
2: this, this situation here where he was him and Big Tech was colluding, so they blocked him. You got um, the hunting shit, and then last week was something else with the
9: Biden admin.
2: Yeah, I can see that.
9: Fourth, Fourth of July, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, it all of a sudden is blows out in the White House. Mm. So, I mean, it just, don't, it just don't make any sense to me, but it, do, it makes plenty of sense to me because this is how they, they're playing it. And this just goes to show you that the powers that be want us entertained at all costs so they can do what they want to do. And people will latch on to the below story and not talk about, you know, the internet coll- saying colluding, whatever you want to call it. Right. It's right. a distraction. We, we've become a reality TV nation I'm going to give you an example why. This is why every metropolitan uh, area looks like a reality TV show. The downtowns, you know, the farmer's market. All of these things that used to show on reality TV, they materialize in the real world now. So people can have their reality TV moment when they're taking their pics, pics for Instagram and things like that. What's that? Just look at it. I'm just saying the whole architect of everything has changed to look like a TV set. Mm. 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 Not the actual TV set. I'm saying like a, a no, actual movie mean. set. Yeah. I know what you mean. The brick facades, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And yeah. The every, everything, even your homes, everything tough. is stainless steel and wood floors and, you know, uh, uh, cathedral ceilings and crown molding. So when you go live, it looks a certain way, you know, all of this is, is, is uh, been formulated and shaped by reality television. And mm. like, we're all the one bit Truman show. Mm. Everybody has their channel. Yes. That's what the future so why do kids like? need to read for. <laughs> like,
2: oh. Oh. Cause everybody's going to go into the attention economy.
9: And that that's where it's at, right? Yeah. I mean we're we're in it. Think about it. We're we're in it.
2: Absolutely we are.
9: And the and the winners are gonna win. If you're a winner, you're gonna win. Mm. You don't even have to know just like with pearly things or whatever else. If you're attractive, you could take that somebody else's talking points is not attractive and people are attribute them to you. How long has uh, uh people been saying what uh Andrew Tate is saying? Forever. but he comes along you know what I'm saying I'm top G you know what I'm saying and give you some water down talking point no disrespect to him I'm just saying but he don't <laughs> go full red pill and you know what I'm saying and they, and they, they make him saying, you know uh, a red pill Jesus <laughs> you saying he don't deserve that spot you No, know what I'm saying yeah he deserves it because this is how society picks their winners if you're tall attractive and in shape, and you're personable, you're going to be a winner. Mm. That's how it's always been. Mm. So he and
2: was that's selected. how it's always going to be. You said, because you said he had watered down talking points.
9: What I'm saying is from the real Red Pills. I mean, he don't go full Kevin Samuels. No. Or you can even go further Red Pill to Kevin Samuels. You see what I'm saying? Like, look mm. at these people. Mm hmm. And that's like I say, it's no disrespect for them because I understand the system. The system has always been this way. You're not going to ever have an ugly president, ever. Never going to have <laughs> an ugly president. Even politicians, they say that's, a, that's, a, that's the Hollywood for ugly people is politics, right? Yeah. But even then, you have to have a certain look to you. Absolutely. So that means what we pick off of at the end of the day as somebody,
2: people. Somebody said, Pearly thinks it's busted there's a lot of dudes that like pearly things
9: though she got a weird following because if pearly things were 250 wouldn't nobody listen to her <laughs>
2: she about six
9: eight. so all uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying is all of this is by design I know I said that a million times but I want people to get it through their head mm-hmm. everything you see is by design so you have to use logic and to use logic you have to be good at Balancing equations.
4: Yeah.
9: Not high level math. I'm not talking about it, but you have to be able to, you know, like five plus blank equal eleven. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You have to be able to solve for blank. Some some
2: some some quick some, some uh pre algebra.
9: Yeah, just some pre algebra. Yeah. Or even checking your math. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean back in the day you had to check your simple arithmetic. Mm-hmm you had to be able to do it in reverse to make sure the answer was right. And that's how we had to do, but that's why they don't want people thinking they want animals that eat, sleep, have sex, repeat. Mm-hmm. It right. really, they, and they really want us on the seven day cycle. You see what I'm saying? You go to work five, you're off two. And that's it. you know, and, and that's the whole war against holidays. You know what I'm saying? Is because holidays break up the monotony. True. Which that breaks up the programming. And then they got to get you right back into the programming again. It's like, no, we want all holidays uh, to go away. Or at least remove the holy part of holidays. And like you said, it's just a drinking and gluttonous thing. And mm. fellowship. Mm. Which is nothing wrong with that. You know what I'm saying? Right. It is what it is. We all need to break it up. But they, they want it in a controlled environment.
2: More facts, y'all breaking it down. Y'all appreciate the call-in, bro.
9: All right, always. We got to chop it up, too. I got, I got I got, some stuff we need to talk about, but you know what I'm saying? like We got to get you it, on an it,
2: episode of the Griff Report, man.
9: Hey, man, I'm down for it. You know how, you know how we always do? Because I got some stuff for you. All right, DM, me, DM you. me
2: your contact so I can have my producers schedule you.
9: Okay. All right. All right, peace. All right, peace.
2: Mo facts. Go, go, go. Y'all motherfuckers is too goddamn 10-4 for me Ah, Lee, I thought I was Bad I thought I was bad You motherfuckers is crazy Why does my uh, Rumble just did something Funny I don't know what's happening the numbers are doing something. I know they I know they've been tweaking the software recently. Shout out to Rumble. You know we verified over on Rumble. We verified over on Rumble Hotep TV. The homies is verified. If You hit the join on Rumble, it'll take you to my locals. It'll take you to my locals. We got some restructuring happening at Master Focus. You can still go get your subscriptions. We got all new low pricing. All new low pricing at Master Focus. Mostly because we uh, changed our business model and you can no longer get single bottles. It's subscription only. It's subscription only. It's subscription only. You're, yeah. But it's all new low pricing. All new low pricing, especially if you hit the link in the description box below, that'll get you 30% off. I take thirty percent off, and yeah, rock out. Get you, get you some of that good brain pill, some of that master focus. Keep you on point. Keep you grinding. Keep you winning. Here. Griff report, Monday through Friday, two p.m. Eastern time. You know where we at? Hotep, you're a genius. HotepJesus.com. Hotep Jesus.
0: Oh, this is a real Hotep, brother.
2: I'm going to go ahead and get out of here. I got family shit to do. I appreciate y'all, man. Appreciate y'all checking in. We'll be here tomorrow. If you got something you want me to talk about in the Griff report, hashtag Griffbag, hashtag Griff bag, tag me on Twitter. Hashtag Griff bag, tag me on Twitter and we'll, uh, we'll put it under review. Maybe we'll talk about what you got going on. Shout out to, um, J.A. J.A., I used her joke during Gutfeld. That was super dope. So we are gonna bless you with some Siscoin. I got the, I got, I got a meeting set up with with Patrick tonight. I got to get my um my Siscoin out of lockup. He gotta walk me through it. I did something stupid. I did something stupid locking up my my crypto. So he gotta walk me through how to get my. I done did something stupid, um. So I got a meeting tonight. We are gonna get the Siscoin out of whatever the fuck I did with it, and get that to y'all. So I appreciate you, you know, for making Gutfeld. You that's history right there. We used Jay's, uh, we used Jay's joke uh, on the show on Gutfeld. I, I you know, she said it during the stream and uh, I used it. I used it uh, on, on, uh, on national TV. Fucking great, man. Fucking great. I appreciate everybody that checked out that episode of Gutfeld. It was dope. It was fun. But I'll be back tomorrow, man. Hit the subscribe button, at the very least. Hit the subscribe button. I'll see you soon.
1: Yeah, I can try to get that handled for you again. It's only my second day, so if you can give me a second, how am I supposed to, I supposed to do this? How the hell are we supposed to do this by five o'clock? I have
0: no clue. Is that
1: possible? Hey, do you have the password to How'd you finish all your work already?
10: He's not tapped
1: in. Mm-mm. How'd you get that done so quick? (laughs) They
10: think they're going to be able to budget that? It's money. That's money right there.
9: You understand? You guys finished your work
1: six hours early?
9: He's not tapped in.